RPN is not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be construed as medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement. But as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. Well, I'm having a bit of a technical issue here, guys, because the music is not correct. I'll get that sorted out before tomorrow's show. This is a totally different song, but I just had to have something playing while I'm speaking. Tonight, you guys, this is a very, very special occasion. My good friend, Mike, Spaceshot76, is going to be here with us. Now, of course, President Trump is still speaking, so we are going to check in with President Trump. We're going to see what he's got to say, but he's been pretty based in the content of his character and the things he said tonight, as you would expect from our president. I hope you guys are having a lovely night. We are live on the Foxhole. We're live. Well, we're not live on Getter. I don't know what's happening with Getter. There we go. Looks like we are live on Getter. Live on... uh, whole bunch of different platforms either way but just do me a favor sit back relax and grab your popcorn we're gonna be right back after this right now with inflation at 8.6 percent and climbing you're gonna need some help to get back to financial safety and the good news is you can call noble gold and their experts will help explain to you the benefits of a gold ira or 401k So that way, you won't have to worry about a thing. And if you're quick, they're giving away an incredible one-tenth of an ounce American Eagle gold-proof coin with every qualifying IRA or 401k rollover. You can't go wrong with Noble Gold. So give them a call at 877-646-5347, or you can visit them at noblegoldinvestments.com. Click the link below. And remember, when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right. Welcome, folks. Thank you very much for being here. Mike is going to join us in just a moment. But before we get into the heart of the program, we're going to check in with President Trump because he's still speaking. And you guys know that anytime President Trump is speaking, I don't like to speak over to him. So let's go ahead and check in with the president. Really mean it. In many cases, however, racist prosecutors should also be vigorously investigated for their brazen violation of federal civil rights laws. It's happening to me with a racist attorney general in New York who campaigned solely on the fact that she would get Donald Trump. I'm going to get him. He knew nothing about me. I said, who is this woman? She crazy? A little bit? No, a lot. It's been going on for years as violent crime got worse and worse and worse. They devote their time and energy. We're going to get Donald Trump. They've been trying a long time, haven't they? Likewise, Biden has established committees to go after Republicans, and it seems as though the Justice Department and even local and state prosecutors have become weaponized. They're after politicians, not the people that are murdering people on the streets. 
Just like a third world dictatorship, Democrats only see the law as a weapon to persecute their political opponents while they let rapists and murderers go free. Instead of going after Republicans and conservatives and others, they should be focused on taking down the gangs and the killers, the murderers. And instead of going after law-abiding gun owners, they should be going after the felons and career criminals with guns, enforcing existing federal statutes to get them behind bars. And they are existing right now. Very strong statutes. We have got to get away from these political witch hunts and start focusing on making America great again. That's what we want to do. We have to stop fighting with each other and unify. That was happening during the greatest period, I believe, in our country's history in many ways, just before COVID came in from China. And that's where it came from. Wuhan came from Wuhan. It can happen again. We were more unified just before that. Everybody was happy. Everybody had jobs. Everybody was making more money than they ever made before. African-American, Hispanic-American, everybody. Men, women, kids with no diploma, kids with a high school diploma, and kids that just graduated from MIT, first in their class. They were all making money. It was nothing like it. And then we had the horrible plague come in from China. Boy, oh boy, what they cost the world. $60 trillion, they say, what they cost the world. And that's the least of it, all the deaths. Everybody in this room knows probably many people that died came in from China. Finally, we have to end the travesty on our southern border once and for all. We handed Biden the most secure border in history. And he turned it into the greatest border disaster in history very quickly. Well, don't forget, on another subject, 16 months ago, we were energy independent. We were soon going to be energy dominant. We were soon going to be so dominant that we would be double the size of Russia and Saudi Arabia combined. And now we're going to Venezuela, Saudi Arabia, and anybody else to see if we can have oil. And then we took 5 million gallons of 5 million barrels of oil. You saw that this week. And who did we send it to? China. And they have plenty of oil. They're getting it from Iran. They didn't buy it from Iran when I was president. I said, if you do that, we're not going to deal with you anymore. And Iran was ready to make a deal. I would have had a deal done within one week after the election if the election wasn't rigged. We completed almost all of the wall. We completed almost all of the wall despite two and a half years of litigation, and it had a tremendous impact. That's why our numbers were so good. And Mexico helped us, too. I said to the president, who I like very much, that you have to help us. People are pouring through Mexico into our country. We need 28,000 soldiers, and we're not going to pay for them. And I said, and if you don't do that, we're going to have to put tariffs on your products that come into our country. 32% of our cars, can you believe it? They took that away from us over the years, over decades. And uh, they never would have even thought of it. But when I said, we're going to charge you 25% tariff on every product that comes in from Mexico, they said, we would love to provide you with 28,000 soldiers. It would be our civic duty. But now every day, criminals, murderers, and sexual predators are pouring across our wide open border. Nobody talks to them. Nobody knows 
from where they come. Other countries are emptying out their prisons and sending the worst of the worst into the United States of America. Under a Republican president, we need to resume the process of rapidly deporting criminal, illegal aliens, and non-citizens from our country. We have to get them out. Ice, ice. These heroes of ice and border patrol, Tom can tell you, these are great people. These are people doing jobs. I see some of my friends in the front row. I know them very well. They don't want to be an ICE officer. They don't want to fight. They don't want to fight these people because these people can fight back. But these are brave people that love our country. They've done an incredible job, Tom, right? And they don't get the kind of due that they should, except from you when you go on and a couple of our friends. But they, uh, this man, he's central casting to start off with. All right, you look at him, he's central. I watch him, I say, that's the way, that's the way you got to look when you're going to win. But he knew what he did. I mean, he just knew beyond the look, the look, the hell with the look. He had this right up here, and he knew what he was doing. And we set numbers that nobody thought possible. But those numbers were obliterated almost immediately. Come on up and come into our country. Everybody just said, let's go. Last month, Tom, we had 141 different countries represented. Most people don't even know how many countries there are. They'd say there aren't 141. There are actually a lot more than that. But we had 141 last month coming into our pe people pouring across the border from 104, not just Mexico and Guatemala, El Salvador, Honduras. No, you know, you think that. No, 141 different countries. At the same time, Congress must fund a major increase in the number of ICE officers. These are great people. And accelerate this process to get the gangs out of our country. We want to take the gangs out of our country. Nobody who comes to our country from abroad should be allowed to stay if they commit a crime. We have people that are killing people, and they're allowed to stay in our country. It's crazy. These are just a few of the crucial reforms that can restore law and order in America. And really very quickly. But remember, none of this will happen if we do not get America First Republicans elected to office. And that's, in particular, I'm talking about these people. These are great people. And the people that I named in the audience that are doing so well and campaigning so hard and looking so good, right here in Nevada, you have to vote out two radical Democrat extremists who have been a catastrophe for public safety and for your state, a catastrophe. Your far-left governor, he was the head of the Democrat Party. Now he's governor. Guess what? You think he cheats on elections? Oh, really? Steve Sisolak has signed a week. Think of this. He signed literally one week on crime bill after another, one after another, letting burglars and career criminals avoid jail time, releasing them on the streets, slashing penalties for drug dealers and human traffickers, blocking police from arresting criminals for misdemeanor offenses, gutting bail requirements, and much, much more. He's letting your state go to hell. This November, you need to replace your radical left governor with a true American patriot, and that's Sheriff Joe Lombardo. He's a patriot. And he's a tough cookie. Joe has been a great sheriff and leader of the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department. He uh, plays no games. And you can't play games. you got to stop playing the games. Those days are over. 
because our country is really, really in bad shape. Under his steady hand, Las Vegas successfully contained the left-wing riots of 2020, preventing untold damage and destruction. He, he played it tough. Joe will be very strong on crime, strong on the borders, and very strong on election integrity. And he will always be loyal to our police officers. I think I can get him to acknowledge that, right? Always, because he has won himself. So everyone, get out there and vote for Joe. He's an incredible guy. In addition, Nevada voters need to fire your radical Democrat Senator Catherine Cortez Basto. She's an open borders fanatic. She's a fanatic. Let everyone come in and destroy our country. She voted against legislation to preserve Title 42. You know what that is? A disaster by doing that. Triggering a flood of illegal migration like our country has never seen before. She had no idea what she was doing. And if she did, that's even worse. She voted in favor of sanctuary cities. She voted against prioritizing the arrest of dangerous criminal aliens. And she strongly opposed the border wall. She is one of the many Democrats that sued me. Two and a half years of lawsuits I had to win. I won 11 lawsuits against Democrats. And we got it built. This atrocious record is part of why so many police groups have withdrawn their support from Cortez Masto. And they've endorsed an outstanding conservative leader who's a fantastic guy with a fantastic family who has been with us every step of the way. That's Adam Laxalt. Adam was an exceptional attorney general. He really was a great attorney general of your state, of Nevada, taking the fight to human traffickers, battling big pharma and opioid pushes like nobody's ever done before, and leading the resistance to Obama's unconstitutional outreach, including on immigration, where anybody can come in and take over your home. So, Nevada, get out and vote for Adam, an outstanding person, great person. <laughs> Law and order is at the very heart of the American promise of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Without law and order, there is no justice, there is no safety, there is no prosperity, and there is no freedom. That's why impartial rule of law has been at the core of our Make America Great Again movement, greatest movement in the history of our country. And all of those people back there, oh, they would love to get me in that, but they can't. There's never been a movement like this. I mean, we had a president who ran twice and won twice and may have to do it a third time. Can you believe that? I say ran twice and did better the second time. You know that, right? Did a lot better. Got more votes than any sitting president in history. And that's a tribute to you. More than a tribute to me, that's a tribute to you. And our vision for America could not be more different from the nightmare being forced on this nation by the radical left. They want open borders. We want strong borders. They want defund and disparage the police. We want to support and strengthen our police. They want America to be a sanctuary for dangerous criminal aliens. We want our country to be a sanctuary for hardworking people that love America. 
They want a country that is soft on violent felons. We want, a co we want communities, and we want a country that's safe for law-abiding citizens of every race, religion, color, and creed. These are the contrasts that will define this election. Very simple. In addition to the other things I say, low taxes, strong, strong military. We rebuilt our military. We added Space Force. Few regulations, which is why we had the best job numbers ever. But these are decisions that will determine the future of our country. With the help of everyone here today, we are going to keep on pushing and keep on fighting until we have defeated the radical left assault on law and order. And we will all together make America great again. We will liberate our communities from the scourge of crime. We will protect the innocent. We will deliver justice to the guilty. And we will defend our police in every city, every suburb, and every community all across our land. I just want to thank you all for being this is an incredible group of people. Thank you very much. We love your state. And please go out and vote for these people and these people. Thank you. Thank you very much. Great honor. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, President Trump. Thank you, Mr. President. We love you. We appreciate you. And now, here we are in our full-fledged glory. Thank you very much to President Trump. He is always the most important person in the room. Why do I say that, Mike? Because President Trump showed every single one of us in America that all it took was one man, one woman, one child standing up and deciding to make a difference. And I have to say, I said this in the introduction in the trailer for the show, <clears throat> if it wasn't for the influence of you, for your friendship, um, I don't know that I would even be here right now, Mike, because, you know, we, we, I've told this story before. We were buddies off air. There's a funny story with that. But, you know, after talking to you about, you know, what was involved in podcasting, uh, you know, you gave me my start, dude. You, you told people to check out my channel. And as a result, people found me. My buddy Gaffer, one of my mods, he was telling me earlier tonight, if it wasn't for you telling people who I was, then he wouldn't have found me. And so I just want you to know how eternally grateful I am uh, for everything that you've done, for your friendship, uh, and for what you have meant to America since you decided to start doing this yourself. Wait a second. Wait a s Okay. I don't think we're getting anything from you guys. What the... Oh, what the heck is going on? Yeah, I know. I know. Hold on, you guys. I don't know why Mike isn't working. This is so annoying. Hold on. You know, yeah, but you're not muted now. That's the thing. Um, hold on. Let me try something here. Properties... Wait, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. Zoom, no. Zoom out. It was working before we started. Give me a, a mic check, Mike. Mic check, one, two, one, two. 
Can you? Yes, he truly taught RP everything he knows. Space mute and uh, mute gate is a, is a regular here. Um, so, <laughs> okay. So it looks to me like your audio is working now. And so you can just go ahead and start with the, uh, uh, the, the, the fabulous praise you were giving me. When you were <laughs> yeah, no, no problem. Dude, it, it's it's easy to do. And, you know, for anybody who didn't catch the beginning, I'd say, oof, that was quite the introduction, and I appreciate it. Um, but I honestly truly believe that, you know, whether if I had mentioned your name or not, the content that you put out speaks for itself and the, the consistency that you do it with and uh, the accurateness, too. And, you know, I got to say, too, the other day I noticed that you did a correction on one of your stories. I, I do that as well, right? And I don't see too, too many people out there doing that. Right. And it's not that the people don't make mistakes, but you know, you, you have, um, you have this thing where you absolutely have to make sure it's, it's correct. And that's what we do because we don't want to make up stories and whatnot, but, um, that, that's some seriously high praise brother. But, you know, early on, don't, don't let uh, red pill here, um, you know, float me too much. You know, he was just a couple little conversation. I said, dude, you know, you make, you remember you had started already making videos for your buddy's channel. Remember that yep. in yep. the beginning? And dude, that was the, I, I gotta say, dude, how we met was absolutely hilarious. You're like, I get an email. It's like, dude, uh, you doxed yourself. I'm thinking, Who, what the hell is this? And who's this guy? He's like, no, dude, you got your, your name is on your, your Twitter. I'm like, uh, no space shot. So I didn't even know I had this account on Twitter that I made like four, four or five years before that, yep. that I completely forgot about. That was my, my real name on there. And I guess it was uh, connected to my, uh, my same email address I was using. And you're like, don't worry, relax. I'm one of the good guys. And then, you know, that started our friendship there. But, uh, like I said, dude, it's, it's a uh, high praise, especially coming from you and, you know, the content that you put out speaks for itself. And, uh, I'm, I'm just glad to be one of your friends, brother. Absolutely. Well, it, it again, it's an honor. And just for anybody who uh, who who has never heard that story. So there was who was that other guy? Who was the other channel? Like it was Bill or Bill something. Smith, Bill Smith. Yeah. Bill Smith, yeah. who has since disappeared. I haven't seen or heard anything from Bill Smith in a long time since before we left <laughs> yep. YouTube. And um, and anyway, so, you know, I watched Bill Smith and then I was also watching Space Shot. And uh, and and like there was a video where he like shouted you out or something, or maybe you guys were doing a call on, on his computer and he showed like your information, your name. And so, uh, you know, and I used that. I was like, well, I, you know, I don't want anything happening to, to space shut. And so I used it, you know, to track you down. And it, while I was doing it, I was like, does this make me look like a stalker or is this like, you know, what a concerned person would do? And I was like, you know, really, I know what my motivations are, but I knew that you might not even reply to me. But I, I figured no matter what, I needed to tell you what was going on. And I found that old Twitter account and, and it told me right where you were. And I found your Facebook and stuff. And uh, I was you know, like, oh, shit. I'm like, yeah. oh, dude, like, just imagine my surprise of completely forget. I, I still even even after you showed me, I'm like, I don't even know when I made that. I don't think I even put a post out ever on that account. <laughs> yeah, I, I I can't remember. All I know is like I, you know, I had like I had a data set. I had multiple points uh, showing me exactly who you were and where you were. And I was like, I just got to let this guy know. And I didn't think we were going to start like chatting and stuff. You know, I mean, like it was that was a big thing for me, you know, and I understand when. People, you know, watch channels like ours and then like you end up like, you know, becoming friends with them or talking to them. And you just you know, there's so many people out there, even if you've only got 10,000 people that watch your video, you, you've still got a lot of people uh, that it's just impossible to maintain like uh, an ongoing relationship. So to be able 
to do that. Like while we're live, there's something special about that. And that's what I love about what we do is that we've created this community and it's a series of communities and there's overlap for some, there's not overlap for others, but what it is that's, that's been created here is super special. And, uh, yeah. And so I, I, I was, I was really excited when we became friends and, and we got to, you know, kind of spitball things off the, off the air and, uh, put together different, uh, uh, connections. It was just so much fun. I, I need to say thank you real quick over on rumble, Inc- uh, thank you so much, Q Fox Yoder. Oh, Fox Yoder, <laughs> what's up, buddy? Uh, dropping a hundred and seventeen dollar Rumble rant. I love Zach. He's truth and a red, white, and blue patriot to the core. Love from NorCal. Thank you very, very much to NorCal. Uh, and I really, really appreciate you guys being here with us tonight. I know that there are so many different channels you could be watching. You know, it's it's a lot different, Mike, isn't it? From from when we were first starting out, you know, there was only a, a handful of uh, different channels that that, you know, we'd want to watch at any given point. And now it seems like just about everybody out there that's ever wanted to start a channel has. And, um, you know, as as far as the uh, abundance of things to watch, it makes me that much more proud to have my integrity and to be here with someone like you creating this content and uh, and giving people an option, you know? I mean, we went, it, it was like, this is how I see it. I see it as uh, this, like, evolution of the Patriot podcasting space. You know, it started out and you've got, like, these giant cable companies or or the mainstream mainstream media outlets. And then we started shows on, like, public access. And then the next thing you know, there are, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 different shows, and it just kind of pops up and it takes over. And now, today, you know, even if we're a bunch of small shows, I really do feel that we are reaching more people than, say, CNN, and certainly more than CNN+. Plus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, you're right. There, There's a, a plethora of uh, information out there and channels uh, putting out content. But you know what? It, you know who we have to blame for that, right? pretty much us and you yeah. know, other people in our in our same genre that we're making this because we've said it numerous times right like you know hey if you if you can you know formulate a sentence you can do some research put information out there so we, we've you know said yeah. over the last many years go ahead and put that content out um, but you're right there's so many people out there and you know i've said it numerous times and I, I don't ever say things just to like float people you know or make people feel good or whatever for no reason um i always say this that you know we honestly do have the best community out here there's so many oh, yeah. people so willing to help people pray for people guide people um and just some of the nicest people and what really irks me about it is it's very similar to what they're doing to trump right the whole our whole community of these evil people and whatnot you know so it couldn't be more opposite from the truth right right and you know and to be honest with you i am proud to be considered a right-wing extremist when it comes to the opinion of people like the New York Times or Media Matters, you know, I mean, if that's what they perceive to be the uh, logical antithesis, the the exact opposite of what they are, I will accept it and I will embrace it because I know who I am. I know who you are. And I know these people in the chat. None of us are, are extremists. You know, I mean, we have some pretty simple goals. We want the promise of America. We want that life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We want to be able to uh, go about our business on a daily basis, unencumbered from uh, from oppression, 
uh, from, um, you know, evil, uh, from the people who would stop us from being able to uh, freely associate and express ourselves. And these are not radical goals. The, these are the foundations of what America is. And the people in the mainstream media who attack us and who come after us and who denigrate us, you know, they only have the luxury of doing that because they live in the greatest nation that's ever existed on planet Earth. And the fact that they want to take that away from us, you know, maybe it's going to happen to us and it, to a certain degree it has. Uh, but by the time it catches up with them, there will be no reversing the course that we've been on. And I don't believe that's going to happen. Um, but they don't understand that when the pendulum swings one way, it eventually swings back the next. Oh, yeah. And it's coming hard in the other direction as well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the sad thing about all this stuff, Zach, is the, that the things that we want, just like you said, it, there's things that are God-given rights that we were given in the Constitution. And for us simply saying like, hey, you know, these people are infringing on our rights and, you know, they're doing this, but they shouldn't. Be. It is it is so ass backwards um, the way things are run right now, because it's it's almost like they want to make it illegal for you to be an American the way our founders had yes. envisioned our country to be. Yeah. No, that's exactly what they want. They, you know, they, they are taking those liberties, those rights, those, those uh, God-given necessities, and they're attempting to pervert them. They, they, they want them to be used only by them, and they want to take away all of those things from us. And then once those things are gone, they'll have complete and utter control, total power over every aspect of everyone's life. And then once that happens, well, then, of course, those rights and those freedoms, those liberties, they're, they're all going to be gone. And, uh, and they don't care. They, they don't care that those things are in jeopardy. They don't care that President Trump and, and that we out here in the patriot community are simply advocating for the things that have been bestowed upon us by God. And again, there is nothing radical about our positions on anything. To them, what's radical is wishing for the lives of babies to be protected, wishing for people's right to go about their daily business without having to worry about being murdered, uh, without having to worry about being robbed, having their car jacked. You know, these things are extreme to them. Mike, I, I just put something out on, on Locals earlier today, and I wanted to ask you about this because I, I thought that it was profound when I read it. There was a scientific study done just a couple of years ago, and what they determined was that they could, to a 95% accuracy rate, determine someone's political affiliation, either conservative or liberal. And that was done by measuring the disgust factor when a person was shown different images. So if you were shown a picture of a drag queen in devil horns reading a children's book, a Dr. Seuss book to kids at a library, what's your natural instinct? Like you're going to recoil, correct? I mean, that is disgusting oh, yeah. to you. Or you see an image of someone being driven over by a car or perhaps the Tiananmen Square massacre, people being driven over by tanks. I think it's safe to say that all of us here watching this tonight or participating in this tonight would have a natural reaction. We would be disgusted by those things because we care about life. We care about the sanctity of everything that's holy Okay, you know, we are all God's creatures, and uh, none of us should be put upon in any way 
such as what the liberals want to do. What's really interesting is that if someone is a liberal, they see one of those disgusting images and they're not disgusted by it. They think that it's absolutely okay. It, it's it, this, this line has been pushed further and further and further past what is socially, morally, and philosophically acceptable. They want you to accept everything. You know, you see a video of somebody on TikTok and they're telling you that they have like cake or Japanese car pronouns. And you just know that something isn't right there. But for a liberal, it's perfectly okay, And that's really distressing to me. Yeah, there's there's so much that's wrong with uh, what's going on. And, uh, you know, obviously we're going to kind of recoil at at things like this. But if you notice, it's like the extremes. Right. So we have like, you know, the Roe versus Wade and then Hillary Clinton's coming out saying, oh, millions of women are going to die. And it's like, how about just close your legs? You know, that might be a good idea to, you know, to solve that problem. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And that's the thing. It's like there's no happy medium with these people. It's not like, Oh, Hey, you know, we want to protect the babies and we just don't want people, you know, having abortions at all, really, but not, especially not up to the point of birth. Right. No. So they get to this extreme. And then when we try to talk to them about it, it's like, no, you're just anti-woman. And that perfect example is like, um, uh, state representative Mac here, the one that was doing the twerking from Rhode Island. Oh, well, you know, <laughs> was she from knew, Rhode Island. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She, she, and she says, she says, uh, well, I knew I was going to get that reaction. Why? Because it's 2022 and I'm African-American and queer. It's like, oh, yeah, no. So it's not just that that you're acting like a teenager when you're supposed to be a state representative, acting like you're drunk at a nightclub. It's that you're you're African-American and then you happen to be a homosexual. That's the problem. There's nothing to do. Like if she just stood there and did like, a, hey, vote for me, she wouldn't have got that reaction. And guess what? She still would have been African-American and queer, as she calls herself. Here's the thing. You know, I never would have known that she was a state representative. I would never would have known that she was queer. And I didn't care that she was African-American. What I cared about was that she had no decorum, that what she was doing was should not be socially acceptable. I'm certain that there were probably children there at that beach. And that's not the kind of message that you want to be sending to kids. You know, I would be highly distressed if that video was of a straight white woman doing the exact same thing, because it's just simply not, excuse me, it should not be socially acceptable for people to be flapping their their butt cheeks around half naked at the beach, you know? (laughs) I mean, like, it's one thing to go to the beach and get a suntan, you know? But these truly are the last days of Rome, the, 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 the points that they want us to move towards. And I don't know a single person who saw that twerking and thought, you know, you know what? She's black and queer. I don't approve of that. Uh, The problem was that she was a state senator, that she's a a politician, and and she has a level of respect and decorum that she should uphold because she's a role model to people. Yeah, I mean, let me ask you this, Zach. Would you have a problem if you saw Nancy Pelosi doing that? (laughs) So make you make you spill your drink. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I certainly wouldn't want to see that either. You know, it's. it just it shows it shows how far we've come as a society. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, I think that this is uh, um, representative of virtually any society that's collapsed. Uh, they have moved further and further towards a, a level of hedonism that previously would not have been accepted. And, uh, you know, take a look at what they've done with the kids. I mentioned the the drag queen story hour. You know, that's all about 
the grooming of our children. You know, I mean, they talk about, uh, you know, acceptance and children being aware that things like that exist, that, you know, it's okay to be queer. Okay. You know, number one, we shouldn't be having discussions about sex and sexuality with children at that young age because we don't want to impress upon them that that's the most important thing. You know, we need to teach children how to behave in society. We need to teach children how to interact with each other. We have to teach the basic foundation before we start putting it into their minds that, uh, you know, dressing up as a woman, if you're a biological male, and going to a bar, dancing naked, getting tips from a six-year-old is somehow something you should aspire to do. I saw this video the other day. I could not believe it. One of these uh, uh, transsexual, um, I don't know, I don't know, it looked like a stripper to me. I mean, it was, it, you know, it was, <laughs> it was, it was a guy with fake boobs and walking around without a shirt on with a G-string. Uh, I think that there were pasties on the nipples, but he was walking hand in hand with this little girl in a tiara and a cute little dress, you know, as innocent as you please. And they were going around the crowd and collecting money. You know, this is uh, more than half naked adult, whether they're a male or a female. And it was totally inappropriate. But this is the this is the point at which they're trying to get us to where we can accept the grooming of our children and we can accept the complete disgusting breakdown of society and all norms and, and rules of, of what is acceptable in public. Yeah. And you know what the sad thing is, is my, my little guy's going into the sixth grade next year where they're going to want to discuss um, how it, it feels good to touch yourself down below and, you know, other people touching yourself, you know, so this whole thing, right. So we actually have a group and our pastors leading it where they're actually talking to the school board about getting this stuff removed from it. And yeah. I really feel like um, under Trump um, that these, these people used their hatred for Trump, not only, I think, because he was kind of like a speed bump, right? So they had to kind of speed everything up oh, afterwards yeah. and, and get to their get to their narrative of what they wanted to put out there. But I also feel like they used their hate for, hatred for Trump to basically go out and destroy the country. Like the hypocrisy of like January 6th. Some people that weren't even there are getting arrested. Some people that didn't even go inside were getting arrested, right? But mm -hmm. meanwhile, we had literally senators and now vice president calling for people to go out in the street and riot and rally, burn buildings down. But hey, that's fine. People just get booked and they get let out with no bail and that's fine. But hey, if you were outside taking pictures outside of the Capitol that day, you're the biggest terrorist on the face of the planet. What happened to the tens of thousands of people that were doing that two years ago? They used their hatred of President Trump to make it think it was okay to destroy our heritage and our country, like all these statues and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, do, you know, so you, you feel it too. Like, you know, I think you, you got attacked a little bit more than me, like with the whole media matters crap. But just oh, yeah. imagine being President Trump, right? He says, you know, I'm doing this because they're after you and I'm just in the way, right? So just imagine, like, it boils me sometimes when I think about it, it really boils me to say, you know, people at my work, like, they just hate Trump. And I got to say, the left is really good at brainwashing people because it's just this repetitive hatred over and over and over for four years. And the opposite, you know, it couldn't be more opposite than the truth. And they basically just keep pushing and pushing and pushing. And they make this guy seem like he's he's like the devil. So I can't imagine like the anger he must feel. And, you know, like the interview you did with uh, Peter Tickton, his his attorney and longtime friend there. 
you know, he said he, he's never lost his temper, you know, in a year in, in uh, high school, which I found to be phenomenal because I had a crazy temper when I was, you know, okay. that age. Um, but, you know, they used they used their hatred for President Trump to make it seem like it's OK. Hey, flood the streets. We need to get this guy out of there. And then they're like, you know what? He's so divisive. And it's like, no, they attacked him as he was coming down the freaking escalator before he was even president. They were saying he needed to be impeached before he even took office. So, you know, I feel like he's a counterpuncher, right? He yeah. didn't come out and just start throwing punches at people. It, he was getting attacked heavily. And now they all say, oh, well, he's, you know, he doesn't have the keel to the even keel to do this. And he's not the right guy. And it's just, uh, it boils me so badly. Up is down, left is right. Absolutely. You know, and, and this is obviously a, a, a very instructive example of projection because this is all they do. They have these double standards. If they are accusing anyone of anything, it's truly them that are guilty of it. And, you know, as far as uh, President Trump's demeanor and the way that he has handled this whole thing, I mean, to me, I look at it and I see Sun Tzu in action. I mean, never interfere with an enemy when he's in the process of destroying himself, because that's exactly what's happened, Mike. I don't know that many people really looked at what was happening in America initially when Joe Biden took office. I think that almost universally, everybody was pretty angry. But on election night, I was trying to reconcile in my own mind how in the world we could have been in that situation to uh, see that the uh, the election was handed over to Joe Biden and asking myself, why isn't President Trump doing more? Why isn't he using his presidential power to stop these people, to put a real investigation into place, to seize these electronic voting machines? And I truly believe that it was the idea that the Democrats had to destroy themselves we had to get to this point where the majority of America would look at Joe Biden and would look at the Democrat Party and say to themselves, you know what, I am comfortable now saying that everything you want on the left is indicative of what it will take to destroy this country. And it's not like we have just been telling people they were going to destroy the country. The entire country has watched the Democrats destroy themselves and put our nation in the brink of disaster at this point. And, and, and I truly believe that if President Trump had done what many of us wanted him to do, just a dramatic show of force to, to, to come out very strongly and say, you know, this is what happened. We're going to prove it with an investigation. I don't know that the majority of, of our people here would have been able to get to the point of understanding that we've had for a very long time. What do you think? No, that's a great point. And, you know, I've said it a few times that let's just say, for example, President Trump won when we know he won. Right. Let's just say the result was that he won and he took office for the second term. And now you have the Democrats running the Senate and the House. Right. It literally, in my opinion, would be his first administration 2.0. The same thing. They're just, you know, doing everything they can to, to put a roadblock on everything he's doing. Right. So. Um, and then even if you went further, right, like he won, he won, all right, Biden won, and then we're going to challenge it and come back. Then you're, gonna, you're talking about, um, you know, having civil war in the streets. And then even if he took it back at that point, you're still doing that. So you need the other side to feel it. And I don't care who you are right now, even though those polls come out and they say 10% think that the economy is doing better than it was before. I don't know who these people are. Obviously, they're the same people that come to our videos and give it an immediate thumbs down, right? Those type of people. Um it, it's just so saddening to see it, it 
it really <laughs> it really needs to change and i i think we are on the right course unfortunately it's it's horrible in some aspects to see you know the gas prices and this that and the other but i truly believe we had to do this and if you remember too you know he said it in the multiple times even in the, in the drops they talk about I've always think I've always thought about this. This is not another four year election. Why didn't he just say this is not your average administration? This is not your average presidency. He specifically came out and said this is not another four year term. And I think that was poignant. Right. Um, and I think we had to get to the point where people even on the other side, because I don't care who you are, if you're a millionaire, a bazillionaire or whatever, that money that you're making every month is now, you know, 10, 20 percent less. If you're already scraping by, well, you're scraping by even less. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. everybody is feeling it and everybody is seeing it now. I, I absolutely agree. And, you know, one of the most frustrating things for me was watching all of these elected officials stand by and do nothing. You know, I, I don't think that we were alone, Mike, uh, on election night when we knew intrinsically that this election had been stolen. I mean, it was obvious that there were all of these things put into place, these mechanisms that were designed with the sole explicit purpose to steal the election from Trump and to make sure that we, the people, no longer controlled this country. And I know that we did not see that in an in an isolation, isolation room, okay? We were not in some, like, unique bubble looking at what happened in America thinking that the election was stolen. All of these elected officials all over the country, they all knew it, and they chose to say nothing for whatever reason. And, you know, let's just say that it was bravery, okay? Perhaps they weren't brave enough to step up and say something. Well, based upon that alone, uh, it becomes necessary in my mind for us to replace these people. They have to be voted out of office. But now you have Wisconsin, You have Arizona, you have Texas, uh, all of them saying that Joe Biden is illegitimate, that the election was illegal. And now in Wisconsin, the Wisconsin Supreme Court has ruled that these public absentee drop boxes were illegal. Now, this is huge because it's not just that they are illegal for 2022, but they are they were illegal in 2020 and this in my mind could end up being the opportunity for the Wisconsin legislature to actually invalidate the results from 2020 maybe that doesn't change anything right now but it certainly will be a black stain on Joe Biden as if his son's business dealings with China wasn't enough as if the pay to play schemes weren't enough As if Joe Biden being caught selling our oil to China, our largest global adversary, while the people of America are paying six, seven, eight dollars a gallon for gas. The people of this country that weren't aware of what happened before are absolutely aware. They are acutely aware because, as you said, everything costs more. The economy is crumbling. Jobs are falling off. Companies are are sending their companies to other countries just so that they don't have to hire Americans, so they don't have to pay the $15 a month minimum wage or so that they can save on shipping costs. Everyone is stretched to the breaking point now, and it's obvious why. You can't argue anything other than Joe Biden 
put his finger on the scale and destroyed our nation. Absolutely. And I, and I, I often ponder, like, if I was to give you control of Joe Biden's administration from the very beginning, do you think you could do a worse job or a better job in destroying the country? If I said, hey, you have free reign to do whatever you want. I want you to destroy this country. I mean, you'd be you'd have to do some pretty extreme things to catch up to the things that he's done. And uh, like you said, you know, don't, you know, interrupt your enemy when he's destroying themselves because he absolutely is destroying himself. And people are noticing uh, there's one particular guy I mentioned on my show all the time. He's just what do you expect? Trump's a piece of ish. You know what I mean? He's a piece of crap. He's a piece of ish, whatever. I showed him that Cassidy Hutchinson footage last week about him uh, reaching the uh, steering wheel and trying to choke the guy. And even he was like, wow. They, I can't believe they did that. Yeah, I don't even I don't even buy that. He was like, and usually he would just say, what do you expect? Trump's a piece of crap. And then like this guy was like so far over the edge. He's like, wow. I said, so you, do you see where, where I'm coming from now? And I said, hypothetically, which I think really might be happening. Think about if he got help from a foreign country to come in and take over our country. Because I truly believe he didn't do this all by himself. And obviously, oh, no. you know, he has like the Jake Sullivan's of the world and who was like, you know, all chummy. He was all over Hillary Clinton's emails, too, by the way. Oh, Jakey, Jakey, this, that and the other. Um, and he, she, he was acting almost like his handler when he was over there with uh, Macron. Right. Yeah, we better go inside here. You know, um, so whoever's whoever's pulling the levers behind the scenes there, um, they're doing a hell of a job. But, man, I'm, I got to tell you, from the very beginning, you know, we we and I, I don't want to speak for you, but uh, um, unrightfully, I was expecting something to happen on Inauguration Day. There was never a post that says we're going to you know, arrest these people on this day or do this. And then a lot of people were like, oh, well, the team didn't do anything. They just went away and and nothing happened. Um, you know, early on, we had all these issues with um, the Supreme Court. Right. Like, oh, well, you don't have standing. I almost feel like that that's part of the situation, because now what you have is the Supreme Court's like killing it. Right. They're coming out and they're sending everything back to the state. So I think that's what the theme of everything is, because that's what our country was meant to be. And that's why, like, President Trump couldn't just go into some of these country, uh, some of these states that had the the riots or, you know, peaceful protests, because it is each state. He has to be invited. Right. So each state is supposed to run run themselves. And all these rulings that we're getting from the Supreme Court lately is like, all right, I'm picking my hands up and sending it back to the States, you guys can deal with this. And that's how it has to be. And I think that's where they're headed with the, um, with the election stuff. And I remember uh, Jovan Pulitzer was asked like last week saying, you know, do you think we can decertify the election? And he's like, Nope, it, that, that's out the window. See you later. But we do have a precedent from the Democrats in New York fighting each other. And you could call a maladministration of election and you would have to actually do the election over like they did in New York. So, you know, any anybody's guess is as good as mine as to what's going to be going on here. But there is definitely, I would say, a couple months ago, there was a big time swing in momentum in our direction. Yeah. And then you have other crazy things like, uh, you know, President Trump's retweeting certain, uh, excuse me, retruthing certain things and <laughs> cash coming out the other day with the Punisher socks and the and the the phrase from the team on his uh, on his uh, advertisement there or his his truth there. Uh, things are getting pretty interesting out there for sure. Yeah, I I, I definitely felt a, a massive swing in the other direction. And I mean, we can just look at the polling for Joe Biden. And of course, anytime we talk about polling, we got to say polls are generally BS because they're always going to oversample Democrats. But when they oversample Democrats and 70, 71 percent of the country in the sample 
believes that Joe Biden is a failed president, that he's destroying America, that he is not doing a good job. That is profound. And and I don't know what else could have gotten us to this point. You know, to imagine that the liberals who hated Trump for the four years he was in office, that all they did every single day was, you know, cry about they couldn't wait until Trump was gone. They couldn't wait until they had the opportunity. Well, they've had the opportunity. President Trump is gone. And you know what happened? They screwed the pooch. They absolutely took that power and they destroyed what was good about this nation. They took every single positive thing that President Trump did and they rolled it back. They tried to go as far to the left as they possibly could. And the people of America stood up and said, no, absolutely not. This is not what we want to do. And, you know, I I will agree with you, too, about Inauguration Day. I think that I don't think I was alone in thinking that it was impossible that that it could be possible for Joe Biden to be inaugurated because it was just the worst possible scenario. I knew that if Joe Biden stepped into the office of the president, that this would happen. I didn't necessarily know how bad it would get, but I knew that things were going to get really, really bad. And, you know, I I mean, we've said uh, many different times that Joe Biden has been the largest red pill that has ever been shoved down the throats of the American people. I think Joe Biden has been responsible for more Republican voter registrations than any voter drive in history. Uh, Real quick, we need to say thank you to Low Country Brooklyn. She says, whole team running. This feels like old home week, and I'm so very happy that you're all are here. Space Shot, Hulknader, and all of our friends, much love. Good luck. Thank you very much. Appreciate that, Low Country Brooklyn. Appreciate you being here, Hulkinator. And thank you to everybody else who was hanging out with us as well. You know, so, and like you said earlier, this has been very difficult. This has been a trying time for everybody. But it is times like this that try the souls of men and show us what we can handle, what we are capable of, what it takes for us to continue to move forward. And uh, I know that I am am a man am stronger than I was when all of this started because I have seen the depths. I have scraped the bottom of the barrel and I've shown myself and, and the people that I love that I can continue. We all can persevere no matter how difficult it gets. And if it comes down to, a, you know, a hot civil war happening in this country, I am confident in the will of the American people and our ability to overcome all of that stuff. Yeah. Hope, hopefully it doesn't get to that situation too. But um, you know what the weird thing is too, going, going back to the inauguration a little bit. Um, I think that they thought something was going to happen that day too. And I honestly think that that whole thing was pre-recorded and, and maybe even done at a different time, because if you see the uh, observation tower oh, yes. they had across from it, yeah. It was and I was looking for it earlier. Um there was a video where the guy was like, Oh, this is this guy's from RT News, he's cool and whatever, and we're showing the inauguration. And it was like overcast and really, you know, drizzly that day. And then when they show the footage of it, it's all nice and, and sunny. And so I did this on Severe Show maybe a few weeks ago, where I pulled up something that I had noticed. Now you know from editing videos as well as I do. Yep. What are the chances that you're gonna have I don't know, five or six different TV uh, stations there, ABC, uh, Washington Post, C-SPAN, all these other ones. And 
what are the odds that when you go on their YouTube channel and you start from when you start from the area in which he's doing the uh, swearing in every single cut that they do is exactly the same. The yeah. footage is from the same angle. Every cut is the same. And I would contend that they actually recorded two different ones because in one of them, there's a girl in white and a girl in pink that's right over Jill's shoulder. And then in the next footage, they're gone. And then 10 seconds later, they pop back up again. Mm -hmm. So something was really, really weird about that inauguration. I think that they thought something was going to happen and maybe they moved the timing up or something like that. But everything is, you know, since he joined, he jumped in, it's been like the twilight zone, you know, and I can't say it any better than the drops did, you know, up is down, left is right. And, you know, things that we think are good, you know, constitutionally are rights. They're taking, taking it and, and twisting it and making it seem like it's a horrible thing. Yeah, absolutely. And I definitely remember how strange that inauguration was. And I remember on the day seeing that picture from the observation deck and uh, the crowd was completely different. I mean, when you saw from uh, from that RT camera and then from the official views, everything was was different. It did not appear to be something that was filmed at the same moment. And the fact and you you had said that the White House camera was different. Here's the thing. Every single one of those television stations are going to have their own feed. I mean, they fight for that that space that for that place there to get that prime real estate. So they're all going to have their their own unique angle of whatever the event is. And the only one that the only thing that makes sense if they all had the same camera feed is that it was coming from the White House feed. But if the White House feed was different from the official feeds going out to CNN and MSNBC and every other mainstream channel that you can think of, I, mean, I, I don't know. That, that that doesn't make any sense to me. I've, I've never seen that happen before. But the entirety of uh, our existence since Joe Biden was inaugurated, it, it's been the Twilight Zone. You know, uh, it, it's incredible to watch and to see. I actually had um, a clip that I was going to play for the audience of um, – I don't know where it is now, to be honest with you, but Joe Biden, I mean, he's clearly not ready for prime time. You know, another strange thing is them consistently having him speak from a soundstage that's not even at the White House. You know, I mean, I've seen a lot of people speculating this entire time that Joe Biden's not there, you know, that he's in Georgia or he's in L.A. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I can tell you is that when he's supposed to be speaking like from the White House, he's not at the White House. And I don't know where that is, but like, dang, that that's just not normal. Yeah, they say he has to go across the street to the Eisenhower building because they can't fit a teleprompter big enough, <laughs> <laughs> big enough where he's supposed to be. And man, I don't I don't know what's up with that, because originally, like right around, I think it was actually before the was it before the inauguration or after where they started erecting the big fences around Congress. Right. Yeah. yeah and then yeah. they couldn't. They couldn't pass laws for I don't even know how long it was. It was months because I guess there's a law that you actually have to hand hand uh, pass in bills. And they were using the excuse that, oh, they got this fence up. So I'm like, so you tell me you couldn't send a secretary down to the fence and have somebody hand it through. So they got that fence. Right. And then I think what the Federal Reserve or the Treasury, you got one around the, uh, the White House. So it's like, I, I almost think in the back of my head, is that like castle lock? Like, is he locked out? Cause, mm-hmm. And that was a funny story too. On inauguration day, he goes to walk in the front door and apparently they fired Trump's door guy and didn't hire another guy. And they were locked out for like 20 minutes or a half an hour. It's like, who forgot the keys to the White House? Are you kidding me? Uh, you know, and to add to that, President Trump leaving with the nuclear football, <laughs> not giving the, not doing the handover to Joe Biden. 
I mean, there's just so many different things that you can look at and say, you know, hey, this truly is like we're watching some movie. I, I What you had asked earlier, could I have destroyed America any quicker than Joe Biden or in a more spectacular fashion? I don't think so. I don't think so at all, because the the decisions that he's made, the policies that he's tried to implement, the things that he said, the bungling just of everything in, in terms of being the president, I, I can't believe how overt it's been. You know, I mean, it, uh, the only thing that makes sense is that he has intentionally tried to destroy America as quickly as possible. And, you know, for what reason? Well, you know, I mean, it. it uh, I find it hard to believe that Joe Biden and the Democrats, if he was a legitimate president, uh, that he would be doing it for any reason that makes sense. But if you wanted to script out a scenario where the most people in America would understand truly how bad their policies were and how, how bad their leadership is. I mean, you would do it just like this. You know, it's just bad enough to send us careening off the cliff. It's just bad enough to make everyone, every single person feel the pain collectively, uh, you know, perhaps of, uh, of what certain people have felt in the past. But it's just not quite enough to make everyone, you know, homeless or, you know, lose everything. Uh, and certainly there are people out there who are are hurting worse than other people. But, you know, I want to go back to what I said earlier about community, because this is where I think we can kind of uh, be a shoulder for each and every one of us to lean on. Um, we We need to be here for each other. We need to be the solace that we can't find in other places. And um, the community that we've created, I think, is a really important aspect of that. Because without our community, I think a lot of people would have gone through this horrific time and felt completely alone and not had anyone that they could go to. But I think that everybody here in the chat knows that you know, we have a variety of ways we can reach out to people. We can email them. We can talk to them in the chat. We now have Truth Social. You know, there's Gab, there's Getter. There's all of these different ways. Telegram, you know, and uh, and I think that this has been a lifeline for a lot of people because of it. Yeah, just imagine if, you know, we were all isolated and alone. And that, and that was kind of what this, the whole idea of kicking us all offline on October 15th, 2020 was the day after that New York Post story came out about Hunter Biden, you know, the one that came to be true as we all yeah. know um yeah just imagine everybody being alone and not really having any guidance and seeing you know what's going on in reality because as as bad as certain things look if you look in the right places you're seeing that we are absolutely making progress like you know you can't deny that there are you know gas prices inflation those are horrible things and it's not good for our country but we are also getting wins in other areas, you know, like Epstein, uh, Epstein, you know, dead, whatever, Elaine Maxwell, R. Kelly, like all these human trafficking things. I think we're going to start get getting some uh, some ramping up on that. I don't know that she would get such a I would I would call it a light, light sentence for all the crap that she did. She got 20 years, but R. Kelly got 30. Right. When they said you get up to 25 years, they gave him 30 and then she gets 20. So I'm wondering if uh, maybe she she spoke some names out there. Um, I can only yeah. hope, right? <laughs> I think that's that's the only thing that makes sense to me is that Ghislaine Maxwell is probably going to be involved in an ongoing relationship with the with the DOJ and the government. Uh, you know, she must have given some information on some people. 
And certainly she's not going to want to spend the next, you know, 20 years behind bars. And I don't think because this is a federal case. And if I'm not mistaken, you don't get uh, um, time off for good behavior. Uh, You don't get like a light sentence. Like in state cases, I know that people can be convicted of manslaughter and get out in like seven years or something like that. Um, But yeah, Ghislaine Maxwell, I'm certain, is going to end up giving names of people who were involved in the Jeffrey Epstein fiasco. Um, And and on another note, okay, you mentioned us getting deleted from YouTube. You know, YouTube has has really declined in terms of quality and the content you can find there. Twitter, we were kicked off of just, well, I mean, I don't know when you were kicked off, but I was kicked off uh, just days before the election, about two weeks later. And... The scenario that's happening right now with Twitter, Twitter is seriously in trouble as a result of the 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 failed Elon Musk acquisition. I'm sure you heard of that. Elon Musk pulled out of that acquisition today, and now Twitter is saying that they're going to sue him. But here's the thing. Apparently, they filed materially inaccurate representations with the Securities and Exchange Commission. And as a result of them lying about uh, the value of their business, uh, lying to Elon Musk and everybody else about how many bots are using the program, excuse me, using the platform, they could seriously be looking at getting shut down. I mean, this could be a company-ending proposition here. And if Twitter goes away, what is the left going to do? Do you think they're going to join Truth Social? Are are they going to build their own platform? I don't think it matters either way. I think that Twitter is done, and I think that the left no longer will have a mouthpiece to brainwash and to control the masses. Yeah, and that's been their advantage over us, right? Like, they control social media, and to a certain extent, they controlled the regular media for so long, right? And I think they would, and we do see some bleed over for people coming over to Truth Social, which I encourage. And then you see some other people being like, oh, kick these people off. And I'm like, no. Let them come on here. Let's kill them with kindness. Let's not be like the other side where you're just right. kicking people off. And as far as that 5%, right? So Twitter came out, I believe in their filing, they said, oh, we, you know, we got less than 5% bots on our thing. All right. Well, if you do the math, I, I forgot if it was like 320 million people using it worldwide. It ends up to be in something like 16.5 million bot accounts. Don't mm-hmm. worry. It's only 16.5 million bot accounts. But wow. Yeah. I, I had actually, because I had you know the uh, issue of picking up the car today or not picking up my car today. Don't ever go to Pet Boys, people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't even want to go down that road. But uh, it's, um, yeah, that, that whole thing just flustered me. But so, yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't seen that about, uh, about Elon Musk today because I was, I was actually thinking yesterday. I'm like, what happened? I haven't heard anything for a while. And if they're going to try to sue him for that, good luck. So they're going to get probably countersued. And then if they can get shut down, kind of reminiscent of a, of a post, something along the lines of some of these social media platforms will collapse under the weight of their own corruption or something like that. Mm-hmm. I forgot what the exact wording was, but boy, does that ring familiar right now? Absolutely. So this is actually Elon Musk uh, put a letter out on Twitter uh, announcing that he was uh, suspending the deal. He said, Mr. Musk is terminating the merger agreement because Twitter is in material breach of multiple provisions of that agreement, appears to have made false and misleading representations upon which Mr. Musk replied when entering into the merger agreement and is likely to suffer a company material adverse effect as the term is defined by the merger agreement. So they filed with the SEC 
stating incorrect, misleading. They knew that it was a lie, misrepresenting the numbers uh, that the company has. It's a big difference between a couple million and 615 million bot accounts. And that's going to significantly reduce the value of their company. I mean, I mean, since he pulled out what when he when he went into the deal, it was like forty four dollars a share is what he ordered and the value immediately shot up. OK, now I think Twitter last I checked, it was like thirty three, thirty four dollars a share. I mean, that's a lot of money when you're looking at uh, that many shares in a large corporation like that. But they've opened themselves up to legal challenges. If they want to take Elon Musk to court, then yes, discovery is going to come into play and they're going to have to prove either they told the truth or it's going to come out that they lied. But if the SEC wants to play hardball, then they have the ability to go in there and to just destroy Twitter as a company. Uh, So I am very excited about what could potentially happen And I truly believe that Twitter is done. Uh, I mean, Elon Musk, whether or not he initially intended to go through with this merger or if it was a calculated ploy designed to um, force Twitter to expose themselves, either way, I'm happy with the results. Yeah. And even people that are on the other side, you know, a couple of coworkers that are, you know, on the left, they, they say it's not even fun anymore because they used to enjoy arguing, you know, with, with our side. And, um, I think it's, you know, a lot of times if, if people can't answer a question, you, you know, you kind of get the answer from what they're not allowed to say. And I think early on, he talked about how, you know, due to the, the relationship that he has with Twitter trying to buy it, he couldn't really say anything or that would be like a breach of contract. But now when he's coming out and saying, hey, they material, materially um, basically lied about this stuff. I mean, what else could they be talking about other than bots, right? Because I don't right. know what else would be there other than maybe users. But then that kind of goes into the, the bot ball, ballpark as well. So yeah, that's that's very interesting. I had no idea about that. And uh, if they're going to crumble, that's going to be good because... Uh, they, they wouldn't even reply to my email. Like when I tried to get it unlocked, like they didn't even send you like one of those courtesy ones like, oh, hey, we're looking into your account. We'll let you know in 48 hours. No, nope, <laughs> no, nope, me either. <clears throat> and and here's the thing, you know, this could be a potential class action lawsuit on behalf of all Twitter shareholders, because a uh, if you're buying stock, you are buying it on the public proclamations of that company talking about their value, uh, talking about uh, their potential to make money, the potential for your investment to grow. So every single person who bought stock based upon the material uh, claims made by Twitter, now they're going to have a legal basis to sue Twitter. And I think that we are going to see a class action lawsuit uh, among people who own Twitter stock. And Elon Musk could easily easily lead the charge on that. I mean, he could end up owning Twitter at the end of the day for zero dollars because of the lies that Twitter has told. This is extremely exciting to me. Yeah. I mean, you know, even if it's free or maybe pennies on the dollar or something Mm -hmm. like that, he could sue them because I think it was a billion dollar default. Like if anybody, if either side pulled out, I think it was a billion, right? It was a billion dollar default if it wasn't based on some material breach of the merger agreement. So let's say that all of the numbers and the data that Twitter handed over were correct. And at the end of the day, Elon Musk is walking in to sign the check and instead he just goes in and says, you know what? 
I changed my mind. Here's a billion dollars so that I can walk away from this deal. And Twitter would have had to do the same thing. But because they lied uh, and they failed to give over the information that Elon Musk was requesting in order to properly evaluate the value of his purchase, you know, that's it. It's like, uh, let's say you make a deal with somebody to buy a car. And that deal is based upon uh, the roadworthiness of that vehicle. And you tell them that if you don't buy the car, because you, know, you change your mind, you have to give them $500. But you go and pick up the car, and it's a lemon. It only drives five miles an hour, and you can't get it out of the parking lot. Of course, you're going to walk away from that deal. You're, you're not going to spend the money on that. And you're going to tell them, I don't owe you a thing because you lied to me about the fact that this car could even drive. So Elon Musk is not going to have a problem if Twitter takes him to court. I think that he's inviting them to take him to court. Well, you and, and Mike, you had said something about Pet Boys. I want you to uh, uh, tell us, tell the audience what happened <laughs> in your interaction with Pet Boys because this is something that's Ugh. happened to me before, and uh, I know how frustrating it is. Yeah, so I have a really good mechanic buddy, and he's been my mechanic for a while. And he was uh, basically, his sister had just passed away, so I couldn't really do anything with him. And so I'm going on vacation last Friday, and uh, that Thursday before I'm heading to work, car wouldn't go over 40. Okay, well, the only place I could have a look at it was Pet Boys. They were the only people I could have come in and do it. And they don't do exhaust work. So car wouldn't go over 40. I have a, a Murano and it wouldn't do over 40. And uh, it would just, so they look at it, charge me $106 to do a diagnostic fee for like, you know, was it like $99 plus tax or whatever. They say, you need catalytic converters um, that come from your manifold back. So, okay. Went and had those replaced at another shop. Uh, my wife and her father uses no problem. And it just coincidentally happened to be $1,700. Cause you know, the catalytic converters have platinum and, uh, other, other precious metals that are in them. Well, guy calls me up. Well, good, good news and bad news. Good news. Is I replaced your parts. The bad news. It didn't fix the problem. Yeah. And I called pet boys back and I was like, yeah, you all, you guys diagnosed my car last week. And, uh, and you know, I just had the parts fixed and it, and, uh, it didn't work. And he's like, and, I'm like, and you guys charged me a friggin' 106 bucks to tell me that this was the problem. And on your word, I had these parts replaced. And, and he's like, well, my, my manager's not here. He'll be in tomorrow. Ask for Sergey, Sir, Sir, Sergio. Okay. Sergio. So yeah. So yeah, I, I'll, I'll keep you guys updated on that one. But you know, it's, it was just very stressful going on vacation. We had a nice time up in New Hampshire with the in-laws, beautiful house on uh, one of the uh, nicest lakes out there. But, uh, yeah, I, I just don't like people getting taken advantage of. If, if you're going to do something, you know, put your name behind it. So, you know, just like I had told you earlier with like a little Teespring issue, um, I'll, I'll tell them, I say, hey, you know, I got social media. I'll blast you guys every chance I get for the next five years. You don't know who you're messing with. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Listen, Mike, we got to take a break for the second half of the show. You guys, when we come back, we're going to be opening up the phones for calls. So get ready. Make sure you've got Zoom installed and that you write this down. We'll be right back. Surging electric bills are going to sting this summer, and rising prices are affecting all aspects of our daily lives. And this includes the resources that affect electricity costs. Residents in some cities are going to see their power bills double in price. New Hampshire residents, for example, can expect to see an increase of $71 per month. And residents in some cities, like New York, are just opting to not use their air conditioning altogether. But luckily, there is a device that the electricity companies don't want you to know about. Right here, this amazing 4-in-1 portable AC unit is a portable, easy-to-use mini air conditioner. 
I keep mine on every day. It sits right on my desk and blows chilly air into my room for hours. I'm saving a ton of my power with just the flick of a button. This air conditioning unit works as four devices in one. An air cooler, mist cooler, air purifier, and air humidifier. Anyone who wants to save on their power bill should have one in their room. And you can learn more by going to easysummercool.com. You're also going to save 50% off if you order yours today. And remember, when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right, welcome back, everyone. Thanks for sticking around. Let me go ahead and throw the caller information. And I just wanted to give a special shout out to my boy Mike at Sweetwater. I just use this Vocal Ease spray right here. It coats your throat. It makes your uh, vocal cords nice and 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 toasty. And it uh, allows me to keep talking. Mike at Sweetwater, you know who you are. You're watching the show, hopefully, if not tonight, then you're watching it on the replay tomorrow. But because of that vocal ease stuff, Mike, I highly recommend this, okay? They make this little kit uh, that's specifically, it's got like candies and stuff in it and this voice, this vocal ease spray, and it works really well. And uh, I have to use it quite often because I talk so much. All right, uh, we've got the meeting ID, we've got the passcode, and the call-in number right there. Let me drop these into the chat, and I would ask that you guys call in with uh, your questions about anything we've been discussing, uh, questions about any stories that have come up, and uh, and then I hope to hear from you guys. Um, let me just get that in there. There you go. All right. Now, before we take our uh, our next caller, um, I would like to ask, Mike, if you've got uh, anything in uh, in your life or on your channel that you want to make sure that the audience knows about. Um, not really. <laughs> just the uh, just same old stuff. Just doing, you know, just doing my regular. Uh, I usually just do a Tuesday and Wednesday night live. And then uh, obviously Thursday with the Table of Titans with uh, Hulkinator, R-Doc and Tron doing that uh, show, which you were on quite a few times there oh, as yeah. well early on. Um, been doing that show for about four years. Uh, Hulk does a great job in setting that one up. And then me and Hulk do one at uh, Saturday, 1 p.m. as well. And then more recently, I'm starting to do more little, now that I'm back from vacation especially, going to start doing more regular little uploads, like 10, 15-minute deals as well in between the lives. So I'm going to get back after it because I really think we're, we turned a corner a couple months ago, and mm -hmm. it's going to uh, gonna get pretty exciting here soon. Excellent. Excellent. Um, I was actually going to uh, let everybody know that if you're on Rumble or even if you're on any of these other platforms, if you guys wouldn't mind following me on Locals, Locals is a couple of different things. It's another platform. They have their own app that you can get on, uh, but it's owned by Rumble now or they they join forces and you can use it a couple different different ways. You can see different things that I'm posting on there, um, live streams, images, videos, but then you can also use it as a means to support the channel. So it's kind of like memberships was on YouTube. Now, you don't have to do anything with actual like monetary support. You can join and it's free, uh, but I am going to be using it to post things that I'm not posting on other platforms. So I'm going to be making uh, short, short videos, less than five minutes, putting them up there. I'm also going to be doing live streams and uh, and and shows explaining to people how to podcast, uh, talking about different gear, the various things that I've had to purchase in the past and, and ways that you can get started. So 
kind of continuing with that mission to help people uh, become a, a, a content creator themselves. Uh, and then there's also going to be like member exclusive stuff on there. So if you do support the channel, then I'm going to be doing streams specifically for that. I am still going to be doing everything that I do on the regular channels. So you're not going to be missing anything if you don't want to join locals. But if you want different stuff, like more personal stuff and, and things behind the scenes, then you got to join locals. And uh, also need to say thank you to uh, Low Country Brooklyn. She dropped the link to the vocal ease over there at uh, Sweetwater. All right, we've got nine people on the line. Let's go ahead and bring in our first caller. And it is uh, our cloaked unseen world. Let's bring him on in. What Mike, is up, Ryan? <laughs> not here yet. Here he is. Here he is. Are you there, buddy? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you loud and clear. What's going on, man? Not much. How's it going? How are you guys doing? I, now, I have to forgive me. I didn't hear. I just came in now. I don't know what you guys were discussing. So <laughs> I don't know what the, what the topic is. So. We're, we're just we're just shooting the shooting the breeze because uh, it's been a while since we've had Mike on the show. So we can talk about anything. Uh, you know, if you got a, a, a comment about something that's happened recently about. Yeah. The, go ahead. I was going to say that uh, I think this just sounds outlandish, but if you really think about it. Okay, so Pompeo was an M1 Abrams tanker, like I was, in the Army in the 90s, I think, in the late or late 80s. And um, when, I, when I saw that Guidestone get blown up, like the, it, it reminded me of a tank round, taking out like wall or, or, or blowing through concrete. And I, I mean, I've seen it so many times at the range. It just looked like a, like, a, like a round. And those things can be fired from like three kilometers away. So if you're Pompeo and you're still the defense secretary and – and you could go put a tank on the back of a semi truck and and take it out there to to blow up the guide stones. Aren't you going to be the one to do it? <laughs> well, you know, I was looking in those videos and there's a couple of different ones that actually just came out earlier. They have now released a video showing a person walking to the guide stones before the explosion. And it, they definitely walk in there and perhaps they play something and then they leave. You know, when I was watching the videos uh, that were released, it looked to me like there was a flash of blue light that came from the upper left. And obviously, you know, you, you saw the guide stones kind of blow out to the right. And I was looking for a projectile or something that, you know, could have physically gone in and exploded them. Like I was thinking maybe rods of God or uh, perhaps a, a dew from like a satellite. But I mean, but Mike, what did you see? when you saw that uh, the, the guide stones being exploded and how did you feel? It gave me an over overwhelming sense of joy. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. The, the whole key, key population under 500 million, that means we're, we're taking out what 95% of the world. Yeah. Um, so when you look at that footage in slow motion, there's like, a, it almost looks like a moon to the, I would say 11 o'clock, 10 o'clock position from the, from the things there. Yeah. And if you go frame by frame, we did it on table of Titans last night. Um, you see a flash. Now, I don't know if that's a reaction from whatever is exploding on, on that, but it, literally the flash happens at the same time from that. Mm -hmm. And also in the footage, you see somebody like a ninja kind of like running along. Yep. Um, and uh, one of my viewers and probably yours as well, um, Terry from Georgia, um, she had sent me a picture of her uh, putting her hand up to it. And she said that when she was there, when she touched it, she got like, creepy vibes like she felt like she shouldn't even be there so her and her husband took the picture and got right out of there 
Yeah. So, you know, the the first thing that I saw when I uh, when they showed so the video footage where you can see the uh, the street light in the background when the explosion goes off, it's there's the flash at the at the guidestones. But then that light in the background also expands like it gets huge. So to me, that says like an energy blast or something like that. That was the first thing that I thought. But, Ryan, if there was a tank round that hit those guidestones, as somebody who was an operator, would you expect to see a a projectile on the other side or would that be completely disintegrated? Well, here's the thing. The Sable round travels at six miles per second. It's basically a mini God of War. (laughs) Okay. Wow. um, And it just obliterated it. It would just like go through it and it would blast out the back end and and, like just what, what, what you saw is what you'll and now you can even go to the, some of the diagrams of the of the tank, you know, rounds being fired at like concrete, and it shows the wall falling over, like just like the kite stone. Yeah. I mean, it's, and, that, and that just reminded me, like, right when I saw it, I said, that looks like a tank. And then I was thinking, well, Pompeo was a tanker. So if you're that guy, if you're him, and you could logistically do anything if you're still technically in charge, I mean, aren't you going to be the one to pull the trigger on something that big? Amen. Yeah, it's totally, totally <laughs> worth uh, worth a shot. All right. Well, listen, we got 13 people on the line, buddy. So we're going to be zooming through it. I appreciate you calling in. Yeah. All right. All right. Thank you. Brett. Thanks, thank Ryan. You. Yeah, we'll and you, thank buddy. you for your service, buddy. Um. Yes. Thank you for your service, Ryan. Uh, let me actually say this. Brian sent me an email earlier today. He said, hey, Zach, I'm a retired bomb tech with 28 years experience. So I guess that makes me an explosives expert and a lucky bastard. Anyway. I was listening to your discussion about the Guidestones and the explosive event that occurred. The only people that will know for sure what type of explosives used is the bomber and the investigators. So don't beat your head up against that wall. I'd be happy to give you a crash course on explosives and devices if you would be interested. Keep up the good work. I am going to email you, Brian. Also, somebody else had said uh, that Tannerite, I think it was Tannerite, would not have enough explosive power to blow that granite block up in the way that it did. I've seen Tannerite take out some, um, you know, vehicles and stuff like that. But granite is a different beast altogether. So I'll get with Brian and, and we'll get some more information about it. But let's bring in our next caller, which is Trisha Q. Patriot, Texas. And Trisha, are you there? I am here. Welcome back to the show. How have you been? I've been great. Thank you very much. And Mike, hey, is, Trisha. it is so you here again uh, it's the best reunion ever uh i you don't do call-in shows do you i don't but i think i'm gonna start doing some more uh, maybe you know once a month or so for sure because i think we need to get more input from from the viewers as well i know because it's really nice having tron and hulkinator and our doc on your show but it'd be nice to be able to talk to you too so anyway i love <laughs> when I can get onto your shows, I love to be able to hear what you have to say. And it, it really is good to be able to talk to you again. I remember being stuck in your waiting room one time when you first started uh, with (laughs) RDOT and you let me in because I'd been in there so long. You didn't realize you'd posted the zoom meeting publicly. (laughs) And I didn't realize it wasn't a call in show. (laughs) Sounds like me. Yep. Sounds like something I would do. (laughs) It really was funny. But anyway, I just wanted to say, I know you have a son. He's about 13 or something. Uh, yeah, he'll be 12 this the end of this year. Oh, yep. he'll be 12. Yeah, my, 
my grandson is 12 and or will be in November and my granddaughter will be 13 and their dad, my son <clears throat> took them out of school this year. Mm. Uh, he, he did, And we're in Texas, you know, and it's wow. pretty conservative state, but um, when they were going to school in the nineties, I took my kids out of school because they were having so many problems. And my son said to me several months ago, you know, he was, he was really kind of spouting all kinds of things that he didn't like about the way I raised them. (laughs) And one of the things was how could a mom take her kids out of school? And (laughs) now he's done that, but he hasn't said a thing to me. And anyway, I, I'm, I'm really nervous. I don't know why I'm more nervous than I normally am when I call in to the show, but uh, it, oh, you're doing awesome. You're doing just fine. I would make that a tongue-in-cheek thing with him. Uh, next time you talk to him, I'd be like, oh, so you're taking your son out of school. You're taking, uh, what's the thing? Hmm, I wonder how a parent could do that. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it. I get hurt so easily when he gets mad at me. And he'll be 40 in September. And, you know, we were always so close. So it really hurts when he says anything to me. And I really don't have many people to talk to. That's why I'm, I, you know, I call into Red Pill Show or that's about it. I, I only, oh, and I, I talk to um, Neo a lot, but it, my, even my prayer group, and I was mentioning this in chat, my prayer group doesn't want to talk about this kind of stuff because they think God's in control and that we don't have to worry about it. And I'm just causing fear. And I go, no, you know, and it's like I said in chat, I, I see God at work. And, and that's the point that I was trying to make with my group, but now I can't talk to them and and my kids don't want to hear it. And I just, Lord, please make this happen soon. I'm so tired of trying to prove a point and nobody wants to hear it. So I'm so glad for you guys. Um, It's been so many years. In fact, Red Pill, did you dox yourself on Mike's show? No, I, well, no, no. (laughs) The first time I doxed myself, well, I guess both times it was here on my show, but the first time um, I accidentally showed my face was when I was on with uh, Charlie Pixley. This was back before I was using Zoom. I was using Skype and his line went dead. And then my face was the only thing on screen. (laughs) And I I was like, I saw myself and then I jumped up real fast, uh, stood up out of the chair. And then I had to turn off the, um, the camera. And then my name was doxxed when I had John Barber on. John is such a sweet old guy. And he and I told him before the show, I was like, call me Red Pill, call me RP, uh, call me Corruption Detector. I was like, but just don't call me Zach. And then as soon as he began, he was like, listen here, Zachary. And he just kept saying it over. (laughs) And I was I was like, John, I know I look like Zach Voorhees. And I was like, what the heck am I going to say? You know, and and then from that point, everybody was like, Zach. And I was just like, I'm just going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) You come out. Love you too. So nice to talk to you and I'll let you get your next caller. All right. You too, Trisha. Good talking to you. Thank you for calling. Appreciate you. Bye-bye. All right. Let's see. Now we've got Patriots forever. Exactly. Should I, should I show my, um, my, my, uh, my face again? Hey, yeah, go for (laughs) it, man. (laughs) 
Hey, Mr. Amazing. Welcome back. <laughs> and look at this. Mike is showing his face. <laughs> <laughs> hey there. I got a quick question for you. Go for it. Um, are you in Virginia Beach for the reawakening event or did you no. not go? No, I was unable to go. Um, this is uh, devastating there's, there's, news. There, yeah, there's just there's some stuff going on. I'm not, I I don't want to say it, I guess, and unless I have the explicit okay to. Let's suffice to say uh some uh things happening in IRL in in real life uh precluded me from being able to go to Virginia Beach. So, I I am at home and uh I was unable to go. I'm I'm pretty bummed about it, but, you know, th- certain things take precedence, you know. Understand. Yeah. I understand, but um, let's just say uh, I was pumped when I heard you were going and it's not it wasn't all that far away. It's in a different state, but not yeah. it's near a border. Um, so I definitely I heard you were going when you were doing the interview with Clay Clark. So yep. I went ahead yep. and bought some tickets. Oh, man, I spent I'm sorry. All day today searching for you. <laughs> happy ass. Oh, oh dude. didn't I find you? <laughs> I'm so sorry, bro. I'll do I'll do like a one on one Zoom call with you one of these days. <laughs> hey, Roger that. Yeah. Well, uh, anyways, one of the funny things you had that first caller on talking about the guidestones and yeah. damn if that wasn't the most suspect, creepy, selective video editing that they ever produced. Yeah. Why I mean, if, if they're trying to catch the guy, why would yes. they cut out the section where he places the explosive device at the, the Georgia Guidestones. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and do you think that that one, like three seconds of footage with the silver car, I don't know, look like a Grand Prix, maybe driving off. Do you think that's the only footage that they have? I mean, in a situation like this, if they really wanted to catch the perpetrator, they would put out as much information as possible. Uh, they would show their face. They would zoom in on yep. the body. They wouldn't give you this potato camera footage uh, and expect people to just, you know, think that everything is on the up and up. And not only that, like the two separate angles, like why does it cut mid blast? They yes, like they finally give you the other angle, but it doesn't give you the first you know, a yeah. couple seconds leading up to the explosion so that you can say, oh, was that a lightning bolt or was that actually an explosive? Was there yes. a fireball yeah. that you saw coming out of there? And yeah, I mean, the guy who was the uh, the guy that you had on the first caller saying it looked like a tank round. Um, I'm just, like just flat out going to say tanks leave big ass fucking tracks. I'm just going to, you know, well, what yeah, you, you know, that's you the put thing. it on the back of a tractor trailer. Or something? I think, yeah, you know, I mean, it would have had to have been like hanging from a helicopter. I mean, it looked to me if it was coming, it looked to me like it was coming from above, if anything, you know, I mean, let's say yeah. somebody did have some type of explosion. I don't know, C4 or Semtex or something. They had a big brick of it and they were able to get up in there. And like maybe place it in like the, I don't know, three quarters of the way up because it looked to me like that explosion came down and out and it completely disintegrated that thing. And and the capstone was broken. You know, that was shattered uh, on that one mm-hmm. corner where that where the one stone had been destroyed. So, you know, I, I, I think that uh I, I, you know, that's why I thought perhaps like a rod of God or something from above. I mean, e- even a missile. I mean, you see that blue yep. flash of light. I don't know what that would be. 
And I don't know enough about explosives to say that, like, you know, X, Y, or Z would cause a blue burst of flame. Anybody out there that knows, you know, uh, go ahead and let me know. But I think Brian's right. I'm I'm not going to beat my head against the wall about it. You know, also the fact, you guys, that they immediately bulldoze the entire site, completely remove all the physical evidence. I mean, come on. Very weird. Like, if you have forensics sitting there, like, how are you not going to take your time get every single ounce of various types of possible explosive powders out of that thing. You let's just bring in the backhoe, knock it straight down, you know, yeah. get the excavator in here. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely it doesn't crazy. make any sense. You know, this isn't, you know, and, and Mike, I feel like this is indicative of the larger conversation we've been having tonight. I mean, so many things just don't line up unless you go to the simplest answer. And this is why I, I titled Occam's razor, Occam's razor. I mean, because quite often, you know, the simplest answer is is usually correct. Does Biden want to destroy the country? Absolutely. Do they really want to catch the perpetrator? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, Roger. Yeah. Plus, is Biden a puppet? Absolutely. Who's in control of that? But <laughs> oh, yeah. I know yeah. you got a million collars on Space Shot 76 and Red Pill. And I'm going to tell you guys, I found all you guys almost at the same time. Like I came across the iPod and then whenever YouTube was actually not censoring people and I mm. kind of came across all you guys and it, you know, the whole movement was actually taken off. And, um, I think all of you guys are awesome. T- table of Titans. Um, all of, all of the, I could go down the list forever, but I know you got callers, but I absolutely love you guys. Uh, God bless, uh, you guys. God bless all of the people in this movement. God bless this country and God bless America. Love absolutely. You. Hundred percent. Have a good evening. You too. Thanks for being here. Uh, let's see. Cat. She says, "Come on, Zach. I want my turn. I'm waiting in the green room. <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. We're getting to you. Uh, like Cat, you are two callers. So we've got one caller and then you. All right. Next caller, you're on the air. Can we get a name? Yes, Zach. How you doing? This is DJ. DJ, what's going on? How you doing, man? Good to hear from you. I'm doing good. I'm doing well. Um, I got a few things. How are you doing, by the way? Oh, you know, I'm living life and I'm loving life every single day. Things are good. Good, good, good. Um, I got a few things. Um, first of all, uh, a few. So, so some of the things we were talking about a few weeks ago, I didn't, I didn't get a chance to call in and talk about. But uh, I'll go try to go through them quickly. Okay. Um, we, you were talking about um, like all these blue pill people and all these liberals and, you know, we're going to have to educate them and so on and so forth. And it's going to be a lot of work. Yep. So, you know, if, if only half the blue pill is turned, right, and they get red pill, they'll themselves red pill the other blue pillars. Exactly. So they'll do the yes. It's a self-perpetuating you know, and then, cycle. And, and this is an important distinction to make, because when I say we, I am including all of those newly recruited and uh, truthed out people who were previously blue pilled, because in the same way that, you know, we learn the truth, we want to share that information with people. Those people are going to do the same thing. And it becomes that self-perpetuating cycle, that hundredth monkey finally figures out how to use a stick to dig some termites out of the mound and then everybody else starts doing it. We all red pill people that we know and uh, and then they move on and they red pill somebody else. It's amazing. Right. So so here's the ironic part of it 
The ironic part, ironic part of it is the Democratic Party made them into the angry mob. Yep. So when when they become red pill, that angry mob is going to boomerang right back on them. Yes. That's the ironic thing. They're Abs- going to boomerang right back on them. Absolutely. Um, but they're, so the Guidestones, yes. I believe that was the rods of God. Okay. You know, the and other I, thing I was... The, the the other thing I, I thought about it was that, you know, maybe it was just a lightning bolt because of the way that there was that electrical discharge, the flash from the light behind it. Um, I don't know about Rods of God if there would be some type of static electricity that would be built up. But it sure looked to me, DJ, like it came from the upper left, just like Mike said, right about the 10, 1030 mark, maybe the eleven. Absolutely. So, you know, if we had a, you know, unfortunately, we only have those cameras on that. Mm-hmm. But um, if you remember uh, 2020 Tennessee. Oh, yes. Explosion it's... in Nashville. So, yes, somebody exactly else said like that. that. I think you're right. Somebody I... else had, had sent me an email and, and suggested the same thing. You're absolutely right. I meant to look up that video footage. And also, also, you know, I'm sure that the with the that technology, Rods of God, they can like it doesn't have to be so intense so they can turn it down so if you remember you know at, at some crucial moments you know lightning has struck the the, the washington monument struck the capitol struck the statue of liberty it george floyd mural um, yes 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 it struck it struck the one world trade center or whatever it's called now Oh, whatever it's called now. Yeah, anyway. I, I thought that was that was some sweet justice there with the left destroying all of these monuments, these historical monuments. And uh, and then this ode to the New World Order monument gets destroyed. And, you know, who knows? Who knows who's behind it? <laughs> that was great. Um, but before I get sidetracked, I, I should have did this first. Um, I, I, I just want to send out uh, prayers and and thoughts. And I think everybody should for the family of Shinto Shinto Abi. Oh yes. Because he, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. And and I think that that um the way that looks to me, that's like a warning. Like they know military tribunals are coming. Those world tribunals are coming. So they're sending out a warning to the other leaders. That's what I think that is. Yeah. M- Mike, like what do you think about that? That that was that was a that was a shocker. Early this morning, I, I, yeah. I heard that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I put out uh, on Telegram and on Truth Social a, a, a pretty close-up video of him getting shot. This uh, The guy, and, you know, a lot of people were asking, you know, why were the Japanese police so unaware of, like, the situation, you know? I mean, the the culture is very different over there, you know? I mean, they're very wrapped up in, very like— peaceful. They're very peaceful, but like, you know, there's like this level of pride and respect and they they expect things to be a certain way because to act any different is brings shame on you and your family. And they're all about the numbers. Uh, I read about this case in Japan where a guy, he was a serial killer and he had some level of like money and power and he killed this girl, chopped her up uh, like like use some acid or burned her body and and they like left her in a cave. And despite the fact that she was dismembered, the Japanese police ruled it a suicide. And the reason was because there was this attitude that like murder just doesn't happen in Japan. And certainly 
not a horrific murder like that. So rather than spend the time and the effort into investigating the possibility of a serial killer, they called it a suicide. So then they didn't have to they didn't have to report a murder. They didn't have to. Yeah. So, you know, they can still say, well, murders don't happen because, you know, we're saying there wasn't a murder. So they weren't looking for somebody to be walking up with a homemade gun, you know, essentially a musket ball uh, to, to kill Shinzo Abe. And the first bullet, first bullet goes off and there's like a delay in the report and he missed. And then the second one goes off. And then it was only then that uh, that they, you know, got they were like, oh, we got to do something. You know, now we got to pin this guy down. But, you know, there's a lot of people questioning whether or not Shinzo Abe is actually dead. And this is just my opinion. But to me, when he dropped to his knees, it looked like a genuine reaction. Now, I know that there wasn't a lot of blood. But we don't know what was inside those homemade shells. I mean, it it, it could have, you know, somebody that is very familiar with gunsmithing said that it was basically, you know, a, a, a homemade musket. So anything that could have been a projectile might have been in there. You know, maybe it was, uh, you know, a very small projectile, but it was enough to go through and it nicked his heart. So he bled out on the inside, supposedly. Right, right, right. Well, maybe, maybe he is uh, alive and insulated now. Yeah, yeah. Getting, getting more insulated than that, right? Yeah. Shining broad daylight. <laughs> Only um, time will tell. All right, well, listen, DJ, we got to bounce on to the next caller, buddy. I want to get to everybody tonight, but I really appreciate you being here. All right, well, I had two more things. Oh, okay, no, well, no, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Go ahead, go, let's do those quick. Okay, so how about Joe Joe's fuel money laundering scheme going on there, huh? Yes, yes. Sending send, send millions of barrels of, of our taxpayer oil to China, to his own son's company, so the money goes right back in his pocket. If that's not direct money, direct evidence of money laundering, nothing else is. Yes, huh. no, it's that, vi- that's very incredible. obvious. And I watched um, Trump speak. Uh, in Las Vegas today, and he made hint towards death penalty for like drug cartels or mm-hmm. drug users, uh, not drug users, drug cartels, or you know, people coming across uh, borders illegally with drugs. He made like uh, he alluded to it. Uh, I'm not sure if that's what he was saying because it was like he was intermixed with other things that he was saying. Maybe you should take a look at it later. Um, yeah. And the last thing that I have, you know, something, and, and I definitely believe that we should do this as a nation. You know, Russia, they have these magnificent military parades with all their nukes out and all that stuff out and all their armament. armament. North Korea does it and China does it. Well, we need to do that. We need to show some some stuff. We need to show some balls. And, I an overwhelming display of force. Uh, yeah, I would be totally a down for that, too. overwhelming display of what we could do. Yeah. Like, just to make stuff look like nothing, look like matchbox cars. I agree. <laughs> anyway. I think Trump wanted to do that, too, didn't he? Yeah, we were supposed to, and they canceled it. We need to do that. We should do that. By all rights, we should do that. Yeah. We're the greatest nation on Earth. We have the greatest military power on Earth. We should flex our muscles. Why not? Everybody else is flexing their muscles, and the, the world doesn't seem to have a problem with them doing it. I'm with they you. Shouldn't have a problem with us doing it. Yeah. Um, anyway, as usual, I love you. I know you love us. Take care. Take care of yourselves, both of you. God bless. 
God bless America. God bless you, brother. We'll talk to you soon. All right. We're bringing in Kat. Thank you for your patience, guys. Thanks for being here. (laughs) Looking forward to the next question. Go ahead. As she's connecting, Zach, what do you think about the fact that maybe these guys don't have any money? And maybe these deals that they're making, all the money that they're sending over to Ukraine is to fund their own administration, you know, because it seems to me like they keep sending over money and he's doing this crap with the five million barrels. Uh, just seems like they're funding themselves. Maybe it's just to make themselves rich for now or maybe, it's, you know, just operating funds. That's that's what I was assuming is that they're they're basically trying to skim as much money as they can because they know this is the last hurrah. They're not going to be able to do it again. I think President Trump is clearly coming back. And uh, even if it's not President Trump, let's say that it's Ron DeSantis or something. I think that there's going to be such a massive turnover in power that these criminals are no longer going to be able to siphon off money from the people of the United States of America in the same way that they have been. You know, I think before they wanted to steal, but they didn't want to make it obvious. Now they're thinking we're not going to get another shot at this. So let's go for the gold. Yep, absolutely. All right, Kat, are you there? Can you hear me? Yes, we've got you loud and clear. How you doing tonight? Oh, my God. How exciting is this? Hi, Zach. Hi, Mike. How are you guys tonight? Excellent. How you doing, Kat? Hey, so check it out. Mike, I'm finally getting to talk to you. I'm a fellow Rhode Islander. <laughs> That's funny. You know, I was just, I literally was just thinking. I have been trying thinking, to catch your geez. attention. Oh, really? <laughs> I was just, I was literally just On thinking, every- like, she sounds like she's around for, she's from around here, maybe New York. Uh, all right, sweet. Oh, I'm in Rhode Island. I'm actually a native Worcester person. So I got Worcester. some of the Boston accent. Worcester. Yeah, from Worcester. So anyway, <laughs> okay, here's my point. <laughs> I appreciate you guys so much because I'm finally gotten up off of my tush. And I wanted to let you guys know. Like we're doing this, our local elections are super, super important. Right. Okay. So for the state of Rhode Island, I did, I had the opportunity. I went to the Rhode Island Republican Convention. Good for you. And yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I, I'm just a big old nobody. But so now all of the um, signature gatherings are going on now. So for our district, Mike, I was wondering, what district are you in, brother? Geez, uh, wait, actually, I got a flyer right here. I think it's eight or nine. Actually, one of my wife's friends, uh, her husband's going to be running for, um, uh, was it, councilman over here. Uh, let me see if I can find the, the paper. Give me one second. So, anyway, I'm up in Johnston. I don't even know what area you're from. <laughs> I'm really curious. Like, are you? That- I'm in the, uh, let's say, I'm in the northeast, uh, more east. I'm, I'm close to, to Massachusetts. I'm close to the Seekonk side. Let's just say that. Wow, you're really super close. Okay, that's awesome to hear. So anyway, um, so are you familiar with any of our, um, what do I want to say? I don't know. So I guess it's Rhode Island, a congressman, not United, not a federal, but in our state, um, Philippi was his, no, was it? Yeah, Philippi. And the shady, I'm just going to say it, the shady shit that is going on in our state legislature is, I mean, it's it's pretty much, this state is going communist. Is and, it, I mean, they just, yeah. it's 
I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, I mean, isn't that par for the course in Rhode Island? I Back in high school, and, you know, granted, this was 20-plus years ago, but I dated a girl from Rhode Island, and she was telling me at that time that ev- everything was corrupt, that um, that basically, I mean, it was a mob-controlled state. And uh, there was actually, some... I'd like to see the mob come back at this point. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't take no damn shit around here. Oh, bring I, back yeah. the mob over the yeah, commies any day. Buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, buddy, was him. Way, was it Buddy Cianci? Yes. Oh, hell dude. yeah, bring yeah. his want... ass the hell back. You want to hear? Yeah, bring back the old good old boys. You want to hear a story of how corrupt our state is, right? Yeah. This guy Buddy Cianci was the mayor, and yeah, he he literally sent one of his state trooper guards to go pick this guy up who was having an affair with his wife, took him back to his office, beat the crap out of him, put a few cigarette butts out on him. I don't know if that's what he went to federal prison for or not, but he did go to federal prison for a few years and then he came back and he was mayor again. (laughs) Wow. No, 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 no. He ran for mayor. He lost it, but he had um, a radio talk show going on and stuff. I mean, but he didn't stop. Um, So what did I want to say? Third floor of the state house. Now, there are these like backdoor type of meetings. Remember, Trump was talking about how they go in these other rooms and they start laughing and then they come out and they're in front of the press being all serious and shit. That kind of stuff is going on. So now we got legislation. I mean, we got lawsuits going on all over the freaking place. The one problem that Rhode Island has had is. The Republicans, they didn't have any balls. They didn't have any teeth. We need some attack dogs going in and going hard. Now, um, Mike, you got to admit it. So either that, some of them are corrupt. So now we got this Ashley Claus. And is that her name, Klaus? Mike, help me out again. What's her last name? (laughs) Running for governor? Oh, um, is it Klaus and Klaus? Yeah, hold on. Yeah. And, and Alan just, Fung. Oh, yeah, he's horrible. And then, and well, that's <laughs> the best we got. Klaus. It's Ashley. Um, yeah, it's Ashley. Klaus. Alan Waters. I would love to see Alan Waters kick David Sissy Weenie's sugar loaf and ass the hell out <laughs> of Congress. I can't stand it's, him. Exactly. It's so bad. I am Mr. such Speaker. an enthusiast. It's like, Go ahead, brother. <laughs> I, I I really can't stand him, he, Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker. Oh God! I <laughs> and, swear um, to God, he's had. I swear to you, he's having an affair with Nadler. I swear to you, I get, I, I puke yeah. every time. I wouldn't oh doubt my it. God. Right, so, so oh, he's oh. disgusting. Yeah, he's right up Nadler's ass. Um, <laughs> so, that's a disgusting place to the- be. Um, just really quick on um, on Buddy Cianci, Vincent Albert Buddy Cianci Jr., an American politician, attorney, radio host, political commentator, and convicted felon who served as the mayor of Providence, Rhode Island, from 1975 to 84, and then again from 1991 to 2002. So I'm pretty sure he did he did serve federal time and then came back and was oh, no, he, he was did. again. Yeah, that's crazy. Like just think about that. You went to federal prison and then you were the mayor again. That's just, it, that just sums up Rhode Island perfectly. And, uh, you know, they're horrible for business. You had uh, our, for, our former uh, governor there, Gina, the freaks her last name there. Now she's the Commerce Ramundo. Secretary. Ramundo. So they the raided. Commerce like, Secretary. Yeah. Secretary yeah, they, Commerce from the United States. And we had the worst. Oh, good 
Yeah, 50, 50 out of 50, the worst. She rated the worst as far as being friendly to business. So what does Biden do? Sure, let me put her in, in, in charge of business. See in, I, in charge you of see what I'm talking about? No, no, no. Check it out. The corruption up at the state house in the backdoor deals that's going on and the Republicans are not allowed in there to hear any of the information or anything that's going on. I want to, I'm blowing this thing up. So, all right, let me come back. Now, tomorrow... Our candidate, because I'm in District 43, Nick Grasso. So we're going to battle. He ran last time. He lost. Um, but the signature parties are are happening, and we've got. I'm getting Nick on the ballot. Going to do my part anyway. I'm getting off my hiney, and then all the other candidates up around in this area are all going to be at Nick Grasso's house. So I'm trying to be the sponge. And, and, and suck in all of the information I can because uh, I guess there's a lawsuit because of the legislation that was just passed on 2A. Okay. And it, I don't know. It's nuts. Anyway, so I know I'm taking up a lot of time and I really didn't want to. I just wanted to let you know. And my last question, Mike, okay. <laughs> did you participate in any of the rallies, the Trump voting and all that kind of stuff? Were you down around like? Nope, where, absolutely. Um, I I try to stay out of the public. It just just because Rhode Island is so damn liberal, um, I try to kind of stay out of the out of the fret there. But um, one person I want to tell you is one of our um, your viewer as well as mine, Zach, and a few other um, few other people, of course. And um, I, I've talked to her many 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 a time. Um, She's going to be running for a representative in Rhode Island too, and she's out of, I believe, the, I believe she's out of the Cranston area. So that might be close to you over there in Johnston, uh, Barbara Quigley. So if you check out that I name, and she, yep. So definitely, I'm telling you, she's she's good peeps. She's right in line with what we think and what we how we feel about things. And uh, let's just say I've known her for quite some time. Awesome. Well, we'll keep her right, on yeah. her. So and Kat, everything you're saying, this this is the best argument for people like us to get involved in politics. I know that, uh, you know, for me personally, uh, having run for office at one time in the past, the idea of getting back in as a candidate is just like, you know, physically uh, making me ill. But if it's not for people who really care about America and who are willing to stand up and, and say what needs to be said, then all we're going to get are the rhinos and the communists. And right now, that's what yeah. I see happening in America we, is that we, we have, have so many good people that are running. We, yeah, we can't. We have no we have no choice at this point. Yeah, yeah. Then we, to get we up off to. and fight them tooth and nail. Yeah. They play so stinking dirty. And anyway, I went to the Johnson Town Hall when I ever saw the damn drop, drop boxes back out there. And I am so against these things. I could puke. Our mayor, however, he is Democrat in name, Policina. Um, when I was standing out on election day in 2020, outside of, you know, the voting booths and junk, holding like five different sides like all these candidates um crap i lost my train of thought the train left the station sorry <laughs> it's all right well listen cat uh Bro i'm gonna go i know this more call is yeah brooklyn said okay, in the winter for I the caller so of the night 
Well, Brooklyn said the winner for the Caller of the Night Award goes to Empress Cat. Cat, you need to call in more often. So please do. Yes. Thank you for your call. Thank you for standing <laughs> up in Rhode Island, okay? Thanks, neighbor. I love you guys so much. Thanks. Love you too. God bless. We'll see <laughs> you. Much love, Cat. All right. Next caller. Caller, you're on the air. Can we get a name? How you doing, Zach? Hey, Principal Enigma. Good to hear from you, buddy. How you doing? Well, actually, tonight my head feels like a frisbee. Oh, sorry uh, to hear that, so, man. Well, no, it feels like a frisbee because of all the news, you know. Oh, oh been... okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Got it then. That's why I developed the second account by that name. I'm just wondering if you've had a chance to look at any of my posts. I, I, I haven't. I've only seen a couple of your posts on there, but I did follow you, and uh, I have been taking a look through the the thumb drive as well. Well, I think you'll find that. I hope you find that thumb drive rather interesting. Yeah, definitely, definitely. There's enough. There's enough there for you to be studying for the next ten years. That's yeah. That's the thing, man. It's <laughs> uh, it's no small feat. Yeah, I, have you listened to any of the music yet? Especially Cafe de Anatolia. I have not listened to the music, but I'll throw that on while I'm uh, doing the post show stuff. Well, if you want some mellow guitar music, you might want to listen to Principal Enigma. I did a whole album. Oh, awesome, dude! For sure. And, yeah. Well, keep in keep in mind keep in mind I'm nothing more than an than an advanced amateur. Uh, what you will hear is result of practice, a lot of practice. <laughs> right on, right on. And it all is it is all improvisational. It just all comes off the top of my head. Cool. Anyway, I, I are, are you a to, Joe uh, Satriani fan? Oh, definitely. Okay. Oh, cool. he was awesome. Uh, yeah. I'll be honest with you. I haven't listened to much of his music lately, but uh, I'm not only a Joe Satrani fan. I like uh, Steve Vai. Um, there's a lot of guitarists out there. Some guy by the name of Emmanuel. I can't remember what his first name is. He looks he looks American, but he's got a very Spanish name, and he plays guitar. Man, he kicks butt on it, just as well as uh, uh, McLaughlin or or uh, De Lucia or or um, um, can't think of his name now. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, a very good flamenco player. Um, anyway, you you are really knocking out of the park, Zach, and I really appreciate what you're doing. And, and Mike, I haven't looked at a lot of your stuff yet, but uh, I've seen some of the stuff you've done in True Social, and uh, I do like the things you're posting. I, I totally agree with a lot of most of what you're saying, if not all. Appreciate it, brother. I'm going to definitely give you a follow. Um, what was that name again? I'll go follow you right now. Principled Enigma. Gotcha. You'll be followed in 10 seconds. And the other one is my head feels like a Frisbee. <laughs> That's literally the account name. Okay. <laughs> Principal Enigma is kind of like the attack dog protecting the master's sheep. Okay. That's kind of the way I post things. And uh, my head feels like a Frisbee is more for levity. And uh, the 100,000 foot philosopher's view when he argues with liberals who really cannot think rationally. No. So I say things that you know, are relatively unfathomable. But if you are familiar with with theology, you'll understand it. If you've read scripture, you'll understand it. Beautiful. That's funny. I went so to I, I went I, and typed in the uh, principal enigma. I followed that, and and then I typed in uh, my head feels like a frisbee, and uh, the enigma thing comes up again. <laughs> Well, they're trying to support each other because nobody else is right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But uh, 
Anyway, Zach, I'm looking forward maybe someday after you look at the stuff that I've written and uh, my resume, for example, which I don't expect to talk about now, but uh, um, the poetry. I've, I've written a lot of poetry, and that's on that flash drive, too. You might want to look at some of that stuff. In fact, one of them, uh, the most recent uh, posting I did under my head feels like a Frisbee is my poem called The Loss of Freedom and Its Lateralis Return. And yes, I borrowed the name Lateralis from Tool. <laughs> and I, I, I was a do, Tool I fan back in high school, for sure. Well, mm. uh, Lateralis was an absolutely amazing album. They, they, they um, basically constructed and composed that around the Fibonacci code progression. Oh, cool. And in fact, if you, if you look at that album on their website, they give you an alternate um, track listing to listen to the album in total and complete Fibonacci uh, progress. Oh, that's awesome. The, the code totally. That's cool, huh? Yeah, it's, it's an alternate, it's an alternate um, way to listen to it, and you'll, you'll hear the entire Fibonacci code in progress throughout the entire album. It's an amazing album, but the Freedom and its Lateralis Return is actually an acrostic poem, which took me about two and a half weeks to compose. You might want to just look at the poem. The ex- it's the only poem I ever wrote that's accompanied by an explanation. Okay. I will um, definitely but, check that uh, out. I, I, that's on Truth Social. If you go to the, my, my Head Feels Like a Frisbee account, it should be the first one on the list. Okay, right on. I will do it right now. I would be very curious uh, in the future if you'd respond to me and let me know what you think about my writing. Okay, I definitely will, dude. All right, thank you very much, and you have a good evening. God bless you and your program and your efforts and this country as well. And hail 45. Oh, by the way, um, that uh, 47 on the guy's neck? Oh, yes. I'm, I'm pretty convinced that that's basically the 4th of July. Yeah, I actually yes. saw people saying that as well. Yeah, and that would make sense. Total makes sense. Yeah, because they have a tendency to tell you what they're going to do. Yeah. Like yeah. idiots. And, the, and you know who else does that? Through Hollywood? Chinese and the Jesuits. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, all of them. By I, the way, once... Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I was just going to... I was just agreeing with you. Go ahead. BJ was on again, and I couldn't hear what he was saying. So when I, when, when I hang up here, I'm going to go back and listen to what he's saying. But have you had a chance to look at Eric John Phelps? Um, no, that I know that I, you told me his name before. Is that the Je- the guy for the Jesuits? Yes. yes. I'm sure if you want to look at his website, his website is chock full of the information that DJ is looking for. Okay. And, and DJ, I, I'm sure you're listening to this. Look up Eric John Phelps. He's got his own website, and he produced a book called Vatican Assassins. Yes. DJ, I think you'll find that very, very fascinating. Uh, I'm definitely, anyway, I've been meaning and- to, but I, I need to, I need to be scheduling for August. I'm just, I'm underwater basically every day. So I will, uh, well, I'm gonna, that's I'm gonna why make- I sent you my resume, bro. That's okay. why I sent you my resume. <laughs> I might be able to help you re- remotely. Okay. All right, man. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, we'll, we'll be in touch. I'll talk to you soon. Wow. All right. Very good. All right. God bless. We'll talk to you. Peace. All right. So, um, oh my God, Zach, check this out. <laughs> what, what is it? What is it? That that book, the Vatican's Assassins. You look it up on Amazon. Hardcover, eight hundred ninety nine dollars. Paperback, eleven hundred. Holy jeez! Wow. Got to have some good info in there, I bet. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I need to. I need to get a hold of him for sure. All right, next caller. Caller, you're on the air. Can we get your name? Yeah, it's Terry. Terry, welcome to the show. How are you? Great. How are you guys doing? 
Excellent. Good. How's Excellent. it going, Terry? Yeah, pretty good. Hey, Mike, you really shouldn't talk about people's pictures. Is this Terry from Georgia? Georgia? <laughs> yeah. Oh, this Terry. Terry is awesome. She she's uh she's been a long time viewer. I'm sure of yours as well, but. She had sent me yeah. some some a, a few pairs actually of uh, like inserts because I was complaining about my feet hurting and out of the blue my UPS box shows up some inserts and she wove this beautiful blanket for uh, the couch out here so really appreciate that Terry you're awesome oh thanks hey in other words no red pill I'm a stalker you're the good kind though. A, the good you're a, <laughs> you're you're a fan well, it's perfect so how are you Terry yeah, what what was on your mind tonight. Well, I was going to say, I didn't know Mike had showed you the ropes in the beginning. Oh, yes. But that's why you perfected the space mute yesterday on Oxygen <laughs> Razor. It was, it was perfect. You couldn't have done it any better. He should be so proud of you. It's true. It's true. He truly <laughs> taught me everything I know. <laughs> and I was watching when John Barber did that to you, Red Pill. Oh, yes. It was, you carried that off so smooth i could tell at a certain point you were losing it you were just losing it you you wanted to laugh but you didn't because then you're like, okay well i'm docs now so that's just it then that's exactly anyway. it I was, I was like if i give it away i oh lord <laughs> i like how you move to a different state and you change your whole outfit that's pretty cool well yeah, you know he's in, definitely in, with the vibes in florida yeah, i can't I, I can't wear the flannels all the time so you know i know <laughs> But this is perfect. I mean, like, I'm actually very comfortable like this. Earlier today, Lisa was like, don't you want to throw a T-shirt on when we were going to walk the dogs? And I was like, actually, this is very comfortable. I'm just going to stick with it. It's like, I'm liking this, actually. Hey, Terry, now I got you you on the phone. Um, Yeah. I was going to email you anyways, but uh, because I I don't ever put out people's pictures and stuff like that. But with your permission, is it all right if I were to show that to to the folks here? Sure, as long as you don't put a Joe Biden mask on me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> okay and listen gotcha. you guys gotta be careful about who you talk to from georgia because they tape your calls and then they say you said things that you didn't say oh yeah absolutely you know and then you get indicted or something yeah oh terry did you want to want to talk really quickly about like you like you had mentioned in the email about you know what yeah, you I felt when you, you were there yeah it it's like when you know somebody's in your house and they shouldn't be in your house and you're deciding if you should get your keys and run, that's the feeling. If you've ever had that feeling. If you haven't, it's like hiding under the bed when you're a kid because the monster's out there. It was like electric shock. I leaned there just for the picture, and it was go home. And my husband, we drove, you know, 50 minutes, and like, you want to go home now? Let's get out of here. It didn't take, you know... The Sanskrit and the Palo Hebrew and all that was fine and everything, but the first line did it for me. Mm. But even, but that was before I read that. I just leaned there to take the first picture. But it's weird. And then I read about the the blood rituals on top of that. Oh yeah, yeah, it, it was bad. Uh, and they had to clean up all the time. That's why they put the cameras there. Mm-hmm. So anyway. It, uh, I've got some other information, but what you're going to have to do is slowly leak this out every week and say you have a source. <laughs> and then people ask you questions, and for $500, you'll answer their questions. See, that's how you do it. And then you'll go from only 2 million people watching you to 10 million. <laughs> now you got it? I got it. There I'm you just go. Messing. 
I got to mess with Mike because I'm like his <laughs> great aunt twice removed, though he doesn't know it. That's great. That's, That's it. That's great. And Zach, and if you if you wanted to show as well, I just uh, I remembered your email, the proton mail, so I sent over those pictures as well. If you wanted to, you oh, know, no pressure. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I want to check it out for sure. sure. Nice guys, daytime I, shots. Yeah, I can't tell you how much you've meant to me. You really, personally, you know, when your family lean one way and you lean the other, but you still love them, but they don't really want to talk to you all that much because they're going to Hillary Clinton book signings. It makes it <sighs> hard. But you've all been family, and I just, I just love you guys. Love so, you too, Terry. Love you too, Terry. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's great talking to you, finally. And Red Pill, you got a great buddy there, and you guys are great together. Thank you so much. Appreciate your call, and I really, uh, really appreciate you watching, too. Take care now, you guys. Have a great night. You too. God How bless. How are we doing, Terry? All right. Um, here we go. That's awesome. Um, yeah, uh, she, know, she oh, made the most... She made the most beautiful blanket, dude. Nice little woven blanket. Is so it an Afghan? It's gorgeous. Yeah, absolutely. Gorgeous. Somebody sent me an Afghan years ago, a Red Pill 78 Afghan. I wonder if that was Terry. I, I should have asked uh, while you were on the air. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's bring in our next caller. It's Sweeta. Sweeta. Let's see. And I'm trying to pull these pictures up right now. Let me see. Proton appears to be having some issues. Like things are <laughs> slow. Sweeta, are you there? Yeah, hi, Redpill. Hey, Sweeta, welcome back to the show. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, Redpill. Good, good. So, what's on your mind tonight? You know, uh, just like how Q always said, symbolism will be their downfall. Uh, the Georgia Guidestones were, uh, you know, a very, uh, a very open symbol of uh, what the deep state plans were. So maybe they themselves got rid of the their evidence. That could be, mm-hmm. you know, I think that uh, it's always been an overt symbol of the new world order and their, their love of globalism. And, you know, what's really interesting. I, I think I said this on Thursday, Mike, is that you've got more people aware of the evil of the Georgia Guidestones now mm-hmm. than you ever did before. You know, I mean, like this this single act probably put the Georgia Guidestones into the minds of people for the very first time ever, you know, all across the world. And and when people realized what was actually on them, I, you know, I think that there's no way that they can't make you uncomfortable. Yeah, I think a lot of people it was kind of like out of sight, out of mind type of thing. And, uh, you know, if you're a big, crazy conspiracy people like all we are, then, you know, we know about it. But honestly, I'm leaning more towards, um, you know, maybe even maybe if it's not like a white hat situation, maybe just somebody who is a Republican who was, like you said earlier, getting back at all the the monuments and stuff that got taken Mm -hmm. out prior. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, you know, no matter how it happened. You know, I I think that the hand of God is involved, whether it was, you know, direct action or action on behalf by, uh, you know, somebody here. And I think that uh, in the end, it's a positive thing. Obviously, we disavowed domestic terrorism, of course. But uh, the fact that they're no longer here, I think that's going to be good for humanity. And what I'm really hoping both you guys is that the time capsule gets dug up now and we can see what was actually inside it. I know there's some speculation as to whether or not it was ever placed. Um, but the fact that it was on the stone, you know, the fact that they were, uh, you know, directing people to look for the time capsule. I think that perhaps there might be something really disturbing in there. What if it was like a message that wasn't meant to be opened until all of those guidelines, those wishes had been met 
And then the people who open it up are like the globalist overlords who are going to be one of the 500 million that were left on planet Earth. So if it was a special message designed only for those elites of the elites and the rest of humanity saw it before any of those things happened, it could maybe blow the lid wide open on on the truly most evil people on Earth. Very, very possible. And the weird thing is it doesn't have a date on there, right? It doesn't say a date when it was even buried or when it should be dug up. So that's odd. I wonder if we're going to have any, you know, uh, busybodies go take a look and see what's going on or if the investigators would. That's right. Yeah. You know, I think it's a good idea if anybody out there that's an investigator wants to go try to dig up that uh, that time capsule. I kind of assumed that the the those guidelines, the wish list for the uh, New World Order, it uh, the reason there's no date is because they didn't know when all of those things were going to be completed. So it was left open ended so that when it was completed, that's when it was meant to be opened up. And that way, only those people who were supposed to see what's in there would be able to. I don't know. I, I Mr. Vax says that we're never going to find out. I think there's a possibility we might. I'm leaving it open. And, you know, if we don't, I'm I'm not going to, you know, pass away or something like that. Uh, uh, but um, I, I'm hoping that we will get to see it. Nancy Pelosi is in the time capsule. Dicey says. <laughs> That's great. That's great. All right. Well, listen, Sweeta, um, we got to wrap up these callers. I really appreciate oh, you. Yeah, that will. Uh, you, did you hear from Roger Tulsis? I have not heard from Roger Tulsis, but I need. I'm the person who needs to respond to him. So, I'm in the process of scheduling for August. So, I'm hoping that I'm going to have him on next month. All right. I'll just give you Eric Karlstrom's email uh, address uh, again. Um, it's E R I C. E R I C. K-A-R-L. K-A-R-L. S-T-R-O-M. S-T-R-O-M. At. At. Fairpoint.net. F-A-I-R-P-O-I-N-T dot net. Fairpoint.net. Okay. Awesome. Hopefully I'll have him on next month too. Yeah. Thank you so much. All right. Good night. We'll talk to you soon. Uh, Carnivorous Vegan, that's a great name, I love it, uh, says, in Canada t- today, Roger's fall meant no cell service for some, oh, Roger's fail meant no cell service for some, no 911, no debit, no ATM, uh, no e-transfers or digital banking, carry cash with you at all times. I had no idea uh, that uh, Roger's, that's like Verizon here, uh, had yes. gone down. That's kind of scary, but... It's an excellent uh, point to illustrate that you guys should always have some backup. You cannot rely on this digital infrastructure that they have in place for us because it's designed to fail. All right. Next caller coming in. Caller, you're on the air. Hey, brother. Hold on a second. Is that Colin? Yeah, brother. How you doing? Welcome. Welcome back, buddy. Welcome back. Yeah. Can you hear me okay? We got you loud and clear. All right, good enough. Yeah, as, as usual, I'm at the end, and I got a lot to cover. Anyway, I hope you're doing well. Um, uh, why, okay, I'll just go through them real fast. Okay. Uh, number one, um, there's some backstory, at least for me personally. About a year and a half, maybe two years, I lose track of time. Uh, it was laid on my heart to go out to the Guidestones and with a sledgehammer, and I pondered over it, where to hit it, the engineering, the whole nine yards, the size of the sledgehammer. Wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. I'm too small. Da da da. And then I was worried about getting 
arrested the whole nine yards, but I had it all kind of engineered out as to which stone and, it, and whereabouts. And um, I finally just kind of said, well, it's not happening. I'm not getting out there. And I just prayed again about six months later. And I said, I, I don't know if I can do this or not. And God just said to me, relax. I got this. Now, the irony of the whole thing is the almost the exact spot where I can guess from the video where I was going to hit it or where it was, let's just rephrase it, where it was supposed to be hit is exactly where it did get hit. The other thing that's interesting is that the top stone actually had two big chunks out of it. Okay, hold on. We got bad weather here. Um, so I just find that amazing. The third thing is that, yeah, um, the other light brightened up. That only is going to happen when you have electromagnetic uh, conductance and it, it could be, um, I, I absolutely believe it's God who, who did it without a doubt, whether it's lightning or, um, what's it called? Um, 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 ah, what's that called? Uh, I'm trying to think of the word. Uh, it's a cutter, um, use it for cutting a cutting, um, a laser or, uh, not laser. The other one, um, plasma, plasma, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a, pl a plasma. Yeah. But and when you when you study granite, it's an, an, a very interesting thing. Um, I also heard rumors that there were several holes in it, um, so it clearly indicated that it was you know it, it was from God, and they didn't want any of that information out. That's why they're not doing an investigation. They don't want any information to be leaked out that it, it really had to be God. Um, but either way, as everyone says, exactly that's the thing. They don't want the glory given to God. I do, um, and I believe it. The other thing too is I know that uh, people have gone out there. We have prayed about it in our group several times. We've been led to do it. It wasn't like, you know, oh, we just thought we would do it. And also um, um, Coach Dave and his group has gone out there. They've actually walked around counterclockwise and uh, also staked it. Um, and that's a very powerful thing. You guys have to look into that for yourselves. So there's a lot going on. Remember, this is spiritual warfare. So mm -hmm. um, no matter how you look at it, I'm giving all glory to God anyway. Absolutely. Um, the other thing, sorry? No, I was, I was amen. affirmative. Yeah, yeah, agreeing with you. Um, the other thing is, uh, uh, I call her my guardian angel at this point, who looks over my shoulder. And she mentioned that it's possible when I was on your show the first time doing the, uh, the, uh, the interview that I had mentioned, and you asked me if I could get rid of your mortgage. And um, I said no, or I wasn't going to, or something to that effect. And that I may have offended because I know there's some people that are offended for some reason uh, or dislike me for some reason. I wanted to share this with you just to clarify. I can show you how to get rid of your mortgage. Yes. But for you to do that, it would take probably two years to study and learn how to do it. And even then, it would make you a target and you would end up losing your house anyway. Sure. No, so I understand that. Okay. So yeah. it was just that's I made it short and simple that. I wasn't giving out that information, even though I had successfully done it for somebody else, just to test it out as an educational piece, you know. But the reason I wasn't giving it out was because it doesn't solve the problem. Mm -hmm. And um, and so 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 there's there's that. Then the the um, what was the other thing? I wanted to re-mention to people that there is now an article as well. I have to get the stuff to you. Uh, let me do. I still have it? No, I don't have it here. Um, an article where um, there is. Um, it has to do with the military case. Remember, I mentioned that before. Mm -hmm. And now they're finding out that since that case, which was May 6th, 
um, where the tribunal had determined that there was no vaccine for anyone in the military to take because the definition of vaccine means fully licensured. And right. I hopefully I explained that before. Licensure, there's like five different licenses you have to have, which means it can be insured. That's why the word licensured. It's to assure the public that everybody gets the same exact one and you're not going to get any um, adverse effects. Like you can't take it, leaving it out in the sun for 10, 50 minutes, okay, or any of those things. So there's a whole process that has to be licensed and has to be insured in order to usher the public. Um, uh, so there's an article came out that apparently since that case, May 6th, um, and, you know, I'm very close on it. I've been working with some officers in, in the Air Force on this and almost you know, all of the writings and stuff we've done have been almost right in there. Mm-hmm. And we're now trying I'm working on escalating it to trees because that's what it is. Um, but you have to take what you can get while you can get it. That was huge. Because that means that nobody in the world has gotten a vaccine by definition because everything has been uh, EUA. Right. So that's number one. Why is that important is because anyone in the military who got the shot has dis- has has obeyed an unlawful order, which is, is a, the same as disobeying an, a lawful order. And every one of them under the UCMJ must be removed because nobody has gotten a vaccine. OK, so I know it sounds a little bit strong, but now apparently in some uh, bases, there has been bottles showing up that have um, the comirnaty vaccine label on it. In other words, somebody is printing improper labels. Sound familiar? Improper right. labels, like ballads, and they're putting them on the bottles in order, to conti- in order to continue giving it to the military because they want to destroy the military force. And it does, in fact, make everyone who got the shot ineligible to continue holding a position in the military because they're not at full readiness, unless right. they can show that they did, that there was nothing in that shot. So there's a there's I just want to share there's a lot of good things going on otherwise um, that's that's really important and it should be a shot heard around the world because everyone who got who believes they got a vaccine did not get a vaccine they got an EUA right and um, and that's a very very big difference um, and the same thing with the boosters and so on uh, so I wanted to share all that and I just wanted to bless you guys and and bless you too Zach and say thank you so much for doing what you do and once again. All of these problems can be solved if we institute continued competency training or testing, because these people would not be in office if they cannot pass the testing. If they don't know the Constitution, they don't know the unanimous declaration, they would not be in office because that's a requirement for them to pass that test. Once we, the people, institute that legislation, 99% of this stuff goes away. Pelosi goes away. Shifty shift goes away. All these people go out because none of them will pass the test. So I just want to share that again. Absolutely. And anyone know where to find this information? It's called Cracking the Eggshell of Conditioning. Cracking the Eggshell of Conditioning.com. 100%. Thank you so much again, Colin. Appreciate your work, brother. All right. Blessing. All right. God bless. We'll talk to you soon. <clears throat> All right. We've got four more people on the line and... Coming in right now, another brother from another mother, the Hulkinator himself, Table of Titans, Hulkinator, connecting to audio. Hulk, are you there? Check, check. What is going on, my friends? Oh, man, you sound crispy. Good to hear from you, buddy. So let's let's get down and talk to things. So, I mean, we all had the crash course of the 16-year plan, destroy America, pause by Trump for four. We followed everything from mid-year exam to uh, 
Mueller, everything into Durham. We've seen the D5 with uh, 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 Monaghan from the Clinton Foundation stuff. They popped up on uh, True Social the other day. So go give them a follow. They're getting kind of talkative lately and had some recent filings that were uh, uh, unlocked so we can look at it. But I mean, we're seeing that we're seeing this split economy with this war that happened. So we're seeing, uh, you know, the OPEC dollar being split against this gold back Russia thing with China over there. And uh, plus all the mysterious farmland that's being bought up or burned down and not being transported. And we're still on last year's reserves of where we're going at. We're already seeing where oil's going. We're seeing uh, Abe got shot. We saw that the OPEC leader, what, uh, for uh, 40 years, he was uh, killed the other day, or excuse me, he died. But the, he was talking about how the uh, they're going against the oil industries with the whole global reset ESG thing that's being all applied here at full throttle here because we're coming up to election. The Democrats don't like to lose. And I'm still concerned if we even going to have an election here coming up because, uh, you know, they're never going to lose. They don't want to lose power. Um, and it seems like we're going to end up in some sort of defensive war with China out there trying to save Taiwan. And, you know, how long is it before Mr. Biden over there uh, blows up uh, something with a nuclear bomb because uh, China's using the supersonic, so supersonic missiles taking out aircraft carriers at once? So I don't know. It's going to be interesting. What's your guys' thoughts? Mike? Yeah, there's, there's a lot of things on the horizon and, and a lot of things don't look good, too. Right. So so like a, a laundry list that uh, Hulkinator just give us um, that don't look good. Um, so, you know, what is really going on is, is more the question. Right. Is Who has control? You know, are we watching a movie or um, are we not watching a movie? Right. And. I, I just can't help but think like of the things I've been hearing and seeing lately. And uh, I know you, when you interviewed Peter Tickton, uh, Red Pill, that was what, four weeks ago now? Mm-hmm. He was saying some filings coming out in about six weeks. Yep. And that also is in line with um, Greg Phillips saying he has a huge filing coming out that's going to dwarf 2,000 mules. Mm-hmm. And then also, um, geez, who was the other one? Uh, uh, what's his name there? Jovan uh, Hutton Pulitzer. And apparently, you know, he was asked, are you coordinating this stuff with the timing? And it seems like they are all coordinating this stuff. So I, I realized, too, you know, like everything Hulk said was absolutely valid. We are witnessing this stuff. Um, but I don't know. And I can't tell you one way or the other whether what we're seeing here is, uh, you know, kind of a charade going on behind the scenes or if there's kind of a battle going on between these people within their own party, too, because I, I, I firmly believe that there are. Obviously, we know there are factions in the in the Republican Party because they never have President Trump's back. So they're all basically rhinos. But I truly believe in the Democrat Party or even if you want to call it the deep state. I think there's like old money versus new money. And I think they have different uh, visualizations of where they want things to go. So the best analogy that I can make, Hulk, is that I believe this is akin to a controlled demolition. Uh, There are certain institutions certain elements of the establishment that have to be removed and it has to be done in such a way that can be plausibly deniable and understandable to people out there in the general public they have to be made aware of the corruption and the true nature of this system um and the only way to do that is to allow these people to fail so spectacularly 
I do believe we're going to have an election. I don't believe that Joe Biden actually has control of the nukes. Uh, I think that uh, in the way that Mike said that there is a power struggle going on within the deep state and, you know, certainly within elements in the Democrat Party, uh, I don't think that they are going to allow for these people to truly do anything that will cause serious, long-standing damage to the global order such as setting off a nuke or um, actually putting us into a kinetic war. Uh, So all of the negative stuff we're seeing, I think it's all a necessary part of the destruction of that old guard. And um, I truly believe that everything will be okay in the end. And that there, you know, and, and, you know, people talk about devolution and, you know, whether it's, you know, this, this grand overarching plan where, uh, there are these elements that control every aspect of everything, or if it's a more subtle thing that's happening and there is a power structure within this official government, I don't know exactly how it's set up, but I don't believe that uh, we will be allowed to end up in a Mad Max type situation or anything like that. Well, I don't think it'll get that bad. And I was just kind of going to the extreme there at the end sure. with the end war. But that's where they want to really put us because we all know Biden needs a war to function, to work, to, to cover up where they're at right now. Yep. I mean, we see some positive things, but I much punish uh, the Republican Party for doing a good job for with America for four years. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and hopefully we're going to be able to continue because they got control for they're going to lose control for at least eight to 10 years coming up here very shortly. And we know Mm -hmm. a cage animal always likes to attack. So more cornered animal always likes to attack. I think when that pendulum swings back and when we retake power in November, I think that we're going to see uh, the. the true investigations begin and the crimes of these people will be exposed. If America is angry right now at what the Democrats have done to this country, uh, they're going to be even more pissed off when they realize that everything we said for four years plus was 100 percent spot on. You know, there isn't a single solid institution in this country Uh, Every single aspect of our government and our nation has been corrupted and co-opted. It's uh, it's not working in the way that it's supposed to. And the only way that we can get it back to where it's supposed to be is to tear it down. I agree with you. It always comes back to that military is the only way. It's yep. the unelected are the ones that are in control, and we are currently watching them play the game of charades with the news media giving out the story that they want to. But it's not holding together too well, and I think most of America is going to show them uh, in this upcoming election. I've seen some of the states make some big changes here recently which is good but again the game can still be played there's still cards out on the table and these people never want to lose no no you're absolutely right i think the most important thing we can do is is ensure that the right candidates get get into office in november i really believe that's going to happen i don't i don't want anybody to think that you know i'm just like hey cool you know god's got it i i don't need to do anything i think that uh you know god is in control we're in control but we're only in control because we're playing an active role in what's happening here. None of us can afford to sleep. None of us can afford to rest on our laurels. We all have mm-hmm. to be doing something every single day to move this forward. I agree Bingo. with you 100%. Yeah. So who would you guys pick for Speaker of the House? Oh, geez. Uh, I, 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 I really don't know. <laughs> 
Uh, let me think. I mean, I think that I don't think I can choose that until we have uh, these this new slate of candidates come into office. I can tell you this. I would not choose any of the establishment Republicans that we have in there. Um, you know, I, I might take uh, somebody from the Freedom Caucus, but even then, I, I think maybe we could um, we could choose someone from this new slate of candidates. Uh, I, I think that the existing the existing legislators that are in there, I don't know that I put enough trust in any of them to really do the job we need them to do. Marjorie yeah, Taylor or like what, a, had. what about Jim Jordan? Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. Jim Jordan definitely is, you know, on the tip of my tongue. But even still, I think that maybe just some fresh blood all around might be what we need. Uh, Jim Jordan needs to sit on the Intelligence Committee, in my opinion, take over uh, Adam Schiff's spot and let him yeah. go to town over there. That's where they need to leave him. So I'm can, trying to think of who's going to be the best person that's still over there in Congress, and I don't have an answer. Will yeah. you guys uh, also pick DeSantis as a uh, vice president? or I am, I'm going to go selfish on this one. I want DeSantis in Florida for as long as we can have him. And I think that he would mm. just go straight to president once President Trump is done with his second term. Um Gosh, who, you know, I mean, like, you know, I think we've all said Flynn at one point. Um, Christy Nome, she never sat down her state. You know, I don't know if she has enough experience, but, you know, I I like all the things she's done. I mean, she checks the box, you know. Oh, we lost (laughs) Hulk. We lost Hulk. All right. Well, listen, we're going to take this last caller and then we've got to do the uh, the thank yous. Uh, So let's bring in Jason B. Jason B. Yeah, and hey, as he's connecting, you know the fact that maybe these maybe these people don't have control. Oh, we lost hope. We lost hope. All right. Well, listen, we're going to take this last caller. Caller, mute the stream. <laughs> Jason, are you just coming from a uh, a Rothschild ball? Call me Blue Flame, mean flamer boy. Oh, hey, what's man. up, guys? Good to see you, homie. Hey. So yeah, um, lots of good stuff here. But for, okay, so let's. I've been following obviously you, Zach, and I think I might have been following Mike first. Yeah, Space Shot since like mid 2018. Both of you guys at the same time, virtually. So it's cool. I've never talked to Mike. Uh, Appreciate it, brother. Yeah, how's man? it going, my man? I've given you. You, I don't know if you noticed, but I'm doing good. I've given you sometimes in the comment section some pushback, mainly like uh, not you so much, but sometimes like uh, even Hulk a little bit or Mac. Or <laughs> it's at least all good, baby. I just, you know what I mean? I got to disagree sometimes and I got to say what I got to say that I'm like, hey? I, don't, I, don't, I don't feel that. But I almost never actually disagree with you personally. My Nothing man. wrong with that. <laughs> hey, you know healthy, debate, healthy debate is necessary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I thought the rods of God were not lightning, but big ass like rods that dropped and like went deep, deep, deep into the ground. They dropped from like way high up in the atmosphere. Is that Correct. not right? Yeah, yeah rods, okay. rods, rods of God. It's it's like a supersonic projectile that's coming from space, basically. Right. So I, I definitely don't think that's what hit the the uh, guide no. stones. But it says um, they're 20 feet long, made of tungsten rods, dropped from orbit, reaching a speed of up to 10 times the speed of sound. So maybe yeah. they would disintegrate anyways. But if the rod of God hit that thing, that whole thing would have just been decimated with a huge crater. Crater. Exactly. Now we're talking. Okay. Just want to clear that. And then did you guys hear that it was Bush W. Bush's birthday? Is that Was that true? Yes. Did anyone confirm that? Yes. Yes, And sir. it was that 
403, which is 43 and 33 <laughs> seconds. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So 33 is Freemasons and 403, 43 for W. Bush. Okay. So, you know, and then you combine that with what happened with the, the notes at um, H.W.'s funeral, which that that's almost one of the most convincing things I've seen where it's like, holy shit, they just got some news that was like, I, I feel like the most likely thing with that was like, I told them everything, W or something, you know? I agree. Just, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? That's how it looked to me after like assessing that whole thing. So, which gives me a ton of hope that hopefully something hasn't gone haywire since then. But, um, and then I was going to say, uh, I was going to say Hitler and the, and the Nazis banned Freemasonry. So I don't know what to think about all that. I'm not a Freemason. Ooh. I don't know much about it. Dude, I got a little, a little input on that one for you, brother. So, so listen to this, right? Now, I don't want to end up like that, uh, who's that politician woman? She's all over the news because she said Hitler was right about one thing, right? <laughs> and now that's what they say. Hitler was right. They call her Hitler was right. So here's my, my, my theory on this whole situation about, oh, the Jews need to keep. If you actually listen to his, his speeches, he doesn't say like the Jews need to go. The Jews need to die. He says these Jews, these Jews. And then he, he basically, before he took... Uh, I think it was France. Um, he was like, listen, I want to have a ceasefire here. Let's just not have a war. Let's not do this. All I want is to get this specific group of people out of my country because they're basically sounding to me like the deep state is what they're doing in the United States, right? So for me, it seems like he was trying to expel the deep state back then. And I'm not, you know, who knows what really happened back then, you know, and I'm not going to go into this whole diatribe about um you know were there people being killed with uh with that what's that stuff called cyclone b or whatever you've had people go there and say that there would have been you know huge blue markings even to this day decades later they can't find traces of the cyclone b stuff so i'm saying like the winners of the his winners of wars write history we don't know exactly what went on but when my my main theory here on this is he was talking about basically the illuminati let's kick these illuminati sons of guns out of our country and, uh, you know, get that out of there. And I think that's why, you know, they, oh, he did this, he did this, he did this. Fun fact, um, I think it was Time Magazine a year before oh, yeah. or two years before all this stuff said there was like two million Jews in all of Europe. And then a couple of years later, they kill six million. I don't mm-hmm. know. Take it from there, guys. <laughs> well, well, okay. So let me just push back a little bit. So they, the only Rothschild that the Nazis like, had was was one and then they released him after a year so that's one thing the next thing is that bush hw's father financed the nazis and then they brought all those nazis over put them into the cia nasa whatever and then they started you know they can basically continued the the third reich which is we're now seeing the fourth reich the fourth industrial revolution i believe the people we are fighting now are nazis Oh, absolutely. I, I said this so many times before. I mean, we were taught that we won the war, but the the smartest, most elite Nazis of World War II were integrated into American society and essentially completely co-opted it. So we are living in the Fourth Reich, and those people, they won the war as far as I'm concerned. People got duped. So, yeah, exactly. So maybe to what to kind of tie it to what Mike is saying though, because I think he might be onto something. I don't know. 
is that possibly it was a, a rift in the deep state between Hitler, who wanted to be at the head, and the rest of the Nazis worldwide who were like, no, you're just our, you know, call boy. And now you've gotten like uh, ahead of yourself and you got to go and we'll continue on without you in this way. Maybe something more like that, where he was like trying to expel the deep state because, or the, the faction of the deep state that weren't going to fall in line with him. And he didn't want the competition. He wanted to be at the top of it. And then the deep state Nazis continued, but they just had a rift between maybe Hitler or who knows, maybe Hitler headed to Argentina has been running the whole show since then from, you know, <laughs> he's now just a head living in a glass jar. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like that, that show, uh, what a uh, hot man in the high castle or something. It's oh basically- yeah. Man in the high castle. Yeah. 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 Philip K. Dick. I love Philip K. Dick. I will tell you this. Mike is right. Hitler had a letter published on the front page of the New York times, uh, saying that he wanted to avoid a war altogether. And, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the the question initially was, well, I mean, one of the main points of contention and I think the um, uh, invasion into Poland was uh, the Danzig Corridor, the return of the Danzig Corridor to Germany, because it had been Germany had been sectioned off after World War One uh, because they were trying to make sure that Germany wouldn't be involved in another world war. And um, yeah, things, you know, you're right, though, Mike, you know, the 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 victors write history. And when you win a war, basically, you can do and say whatever you want. And I think it's pretty obvious that both sides of World War II were funded by international bankers. Uh, People profit from war. So it it was in the best interest of these people lending money and making weapons to make sure that a, a war happened. I think that World War II was absolutely avoidable. And regardless of who committed atrocities, because they both committed atrocities, I mean, I think that's what happens in wars. Uh, it didn't have to go that way. And um, yeah, so but yeah, I think you're absolutely right. The uh, uh, the uh, the the evil Nazis won World War Two and they came to America. And, and that's why we have the culture that we have here today. That's it. That's yep. it. Yeah. All right, Jason, uh, we, we got to bounce, brother. Oh, I, I've got to take the dogs out. I, how's how's yeah. your uh, how's your possum? Oh, right here. Good. <laughs> what's up buddy <laughs> hey are you guys doing the like the greg phillips content creator meeting still uh yes as far as i know i know it's coming up soon i don't have a date yet okay. but yeah we will cool 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 yeah. all right guys thanks all right brother have a great night good to see you all right all right let me go through the thank yous over on buy me a coffee i need to say Oh, shoot. That's not it. Hold on just a second. Uh, First of all, Mike, my buddy Mike, who has been a guest on the show before, he said, keep up the great work, brother. Uh, Also, Beth earlier today uh, just bought me five coffees and didn't say anything else. Going over to the foxhole, one, two, three, SKG, starting it off with a ship. Thank you very much. Ed Z dropped a cookie. Dicey Girl dropped a can. MGM 74 with another ship. Thank you very much. Porpoiseful and Casey both drop in cans. Sean Joe, appreciate the cookie. And then off the leash said mute team with another cookie. Scout 65, you two are two of the best. Listen to you both all the time. Thanks for all your work. Uh, Sunny Day dropped a can and said, love you both. This is such a treat. Liberty Bells said, much love. You're awesome, Red Pill. Love your shows. Happy Strummer says, love your show, Zach. And Space Shot is always on point. So many truth bombs. 
Doug Simey, thank you for the phone. Matt1776, the man from Foxhole, says, cheers, Red Pill. Great to see a dynamic duo on the air tonight. Sean Joe dropped two cookies, and then J2 Dank dropped uh, 555 gold pills. Anything other than 666. Happy Strummer says, if the Q plan was to awaken people, I think it's working. I have to agree. J2 Dank, appreciate that can. Blue Mangoes dropped some shades and a can and a cookie. Oki7 says, great show with you both. Mugga, thank you for the cookie. God is with us, 17. Two of my favorite content creators in one show. Great show. Fight for Trump dropped a cookie. Patriot Bird says, two legends. Such an honor. J2 Dank dropped another cookie. MGM74, this reminds me of 2018 when we were awake, hopeful, and not quite as crabby. LOL. Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> uh, Low Country Brooklyn says, we love you, Trisha Q. Patriot. Don't let them spiritually bypass or gaslight you. We're here for you. Sean Joe dropped a cookie. MGM74 says, because everyone likes cookies. J2 Dank, thank you as well. Emily UK says, have a great weekend, Red and Space Shot. I miss Comfy Sunday. Uh, Pie says, thanks, Space Shot and RP for your hard work and hundreds of informative videos over the years. PQuest with a cookie insight, Gino. Hey, guys, what's your thoughts on Comey and McCabe getting audited by the IRS? Well, nothing came of it. Um, you know, technically, it was supposed to be a random audit, but I think that they were probably looking to see if there was anything that could point to uh, payoffs, you know, from another country. But let's be honest, somebody like Comey, somebody like McCabe, they're going to cover their tracks rather well. So at best, I think it was a mild inconvenience for them, but they they definitely deserved it. Uh, Dicey Girl 86. And what? well, let me ask you this, Mike. What do you think about them getting audited? I, I think originally I was thinking, um, you know, maybe it was Trump busting their balls to get back. But I think you make a, gr- a great point right there. Um, maybe they were looking for, you know, payments of some sort because it, let's face it, you're not going to audit on the same year, you know, the, the right. number one and number two of the FBI. And they just happen to be going after Trump. But then again, I don't know how much pull Trump, you know, Trump had a lot of resistance in every administration, in every area. Right. So and I would think I especially think the, IRS. the IRS. Yeah. And they were probably pissed because they went through his record so many times and couldn't find anything. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, over on Rumble, live free or die. 1776 says, love you guys. Both of you are my personal faves and you have been for years. Thank you for all you do. Thank you very, very much. Uh, let's see. Dicey Girl says, excellent show tonight. I'm glad I caught it live. Keep up the freedom fight. Uh, Prayer Warrior Girl says, uh, maybe it was like <clears throat> maybe it was lightning was right in front of me in a storm the other night. And I saw a blue f- goof, blue flash GBY much love. Uh, I was thinking lightning, too, because of that that light that flashed behind uh, woke and walked. <clears throat> says, oops, I was fishing and I missed out on Space Shot. I'll watch the replay. Pi says, Space Shot, do you want your deleted YouTube videos? I have most of them. I can send you an email. Uh, Pi gave me all of the videos that I lost wow. when I got deleted from YouTube. So I would highly recommend that you get in touch with him because he's a great guy. Oh, definitely. Yeah, dude, please uh, send me an email at uh, spaceshot 76 at ProtonMail because there's definitely a few. I mean, I know there's a like like the previous person said, you know, hundreds of videos. I think we're we're probably in the ballpark of probably thousands each by now. But uh, yeah. I think I lost the better part of five six hundred on YouTube easily. So, um, but yeah, please please, and I appreciate that. That's awesome that he uh, hooked you yeah. up with that because because they basically 
are supposed to give us our stuff back once they delete our accounts. Yep. Uh, yep. But as you know, due to the, you know, the lawsuit that we have going on that uh, they did not do and they didn't follow their own rules. And I think we got a pretty good shot on this appeal, dude. I really do. I'm really hoping. I'm really hoping. Uh, and a lot of people don't even know that lawsuit against YouTube is still ongoing. But of course, they are trying to tie it up in the courts and just make us go bankrupt uh, by fighting it. Uh, MGM 74, just cause you guys are awesome. Thank you very much. Donkey punch says donkey punch and then donkey punch and then donkey punch. Uh, one, two, three SKG. Any comments from Ted Turner about the guidestones? I is, is Ted Turner still alive? I think he's dead. I think, um, some people were saying that he was behind it because it had a Christian name to it. Yeah. And the person who was a banker or somebody who was in the commission or something like that for the area said he was taking it to his grave. So I don't know if it was ever verified. Um, I know there's a few people putting out that they think Mm -hmm. Ted Turner was behind it. I remember hearing that in the past. Uh, let's see. Thank you. One, two, three. MGM 74 said booms. And then this rounds out my pills. Love you guys. Thank you very much. Mountain Lace dropping a cookie, J2 Dank with a can. Silly Boar says, great show, Zach and Mike. And then Vader369, two of my, two of the best. Much love and keep up the great work. You have our utmost respect. Thank you very, very much. Mike, at the end of the show, I always like to ask my guest what you really want the audience to take home from our conversation tonight. What do you want to say? I want to say it was absolutely great catching up with you. And, uh, you know, I know we have a lot of overlapping, uh, viewers and so, um, go and uh, go and subscribe. So I'm taking advantage to have, <laughs> go and subscribe to my channels, guys. You know, Please. Zach's, uh, Zach, uh, went full time, um, and is absolutely killing it. And I couldn't be more proud of him. And, and like I said in the beginning, don't, don't give, uh, don't get the impression that, uh, I did anything more than say, Hey, you should do some videos, buddy. You do a good job. So he killed it on his own. So don't give me any credit for that at all. So, uh, I just want to say that I think, uh, we should be encouraged by the momentum we have. Yes. If you can look at, you can look at anything in a certain way, right? I choose. And I think Zach as well chooses to, to see a beneficial outcome for us. I really think that uh, things are, are picking up and I think there are things that we're not seeing. Um, you know, it's, it's sometimes it's the things behind the scenes that you don't see that are going on. So I think those things are going on. I think we're going to have a very interesting, uh, I would say next two or three weeks when, when these, these filings come out, I think it's going to be juicy because I don't know why they would all do this all at the same time. Um, and I think it's it's very interesting to know that they are coordinating because by the answers people are giving and not giving, you can kind of determine what they're doing and what they're saying. So, hey, yeah, I can't really tell you this, but, yeah, you know, so if it was just a no, it would be a no. Um, but these things are uh, my favorite term dovetailing in a, in a most eloquent manner. Um, and I also want to uh, thank all the people for the very kind comments. Uh, really appreciate the kind words, you know starting off and you know maybe we'll make some more competition for ourselves here Zach. but absolutely you know, start, starting off you know i was and i'm sure zach was the same way um before you put out your first video or even recorded it ready to upload it you're like oh should i do this i don't know people are gonna want to listen to me take the plunge if you feel like you you can contribute and, and get some more information out to people 
go ahead and do it. Um, otherwise there's so many great people out there in our community. You guys are absolutely awesome. And so many people send emails all the time. I'm sure they do to you as well, Zach. And I've actually, during the show, we've heard it, Mm -hmm. um, people sending us information to, to cover. Um, and that's like our little network. Uh, like I said before, the greatest community on the planet. So appreciate all the uh, folks out there always tuning in and, uh, much love and respect to all them and, and you as well, brother. Absolutely. Thank you so much for spending the time with us tonight. Thank you for going into overdrive. Thank you to everybody for hanging out with us as well. I really appreciate all the love and support. Woken walked uh, on Foxhole says since the beginning, since the spring of 2018, both of you guys have been instrumental in, uh, in by turn. I don't. Okay. Both of you have been instrumental in something about uh, turning to your godly work. So thank you very much. I think I get the uh, intention of that. Um, Yeah. And I just want to say, Mike, you know, I I absolutely love your brother. It's been far too long. I would love it if you would come on the show more often. And, uh, you know, obviously we we're in touch with each other, so I don't see why we don't just make it happen. I had a great time hanging out with you, a great time just spitballing and, you know, a great time talking with the audience. So, um, you know, and Mike's absolutely right. You know, you can wake up in the morning and look outside and see that it's raining and say, shit, I wanted to go play baseball or something. Or you can look outside and you can see it's raining. You can say, hey, you know what? My flowers are going to grow up nice and strong. That's the kind of guy I am. But I wasn't always like that. I I used to be very negative and I used to look at the world and say, you know, great. God's taking a dump on me again. Uh, But that's not how it works. You know, I mean, everything is an opportunity and every negative thing can lead to something positive. You just have to be able to harness it and use it in that way. Don't let the negativity of the world and don't let the uh, horrible things that have happened in this country beat you down. It doesn't have to be the end. I think that this is truly the beginning of something beautiful, and each and every one of you are a part of that. Mike, once again, thank you very much for helping me to take this plunge into podcasting and be able to have this conversation with you. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and pass out the gold pills over here on the foxhole. Let me release the scratch-in. And then we're going to sign off. I will be back tomorrow at 9 p.m. with Joey Lynn. We're going to be talking about the DOJ's case against her and the people in New Braunfels, Texas. And then I'm probably going to have a special announcement about the shows that I'm going to give tomorrow. Um, So just tune in at 9 and we'll see you then. Mike, thanks again. Thank you to everybody. Good luck and God bless. We'll see you at 9.